Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. And this is the one true Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. The only podcast brave enough to talk about Coach's Secret Family, Gracie being an alien. Talk to, about it. Uh, talk about how much we hate Julie Taylor. Yep. Um, you know, you might look elsewhere for your Friday Night Lights entertainment, but this Don't is do it. this is the only place where you're going to get the the real scoop on what's going on uh, yep. in the Friday Night Lights universe. You're not gonna you're not gonna hear Billy and Mindy get critical like we do. You're just not. No, absolutely not. And this is an episode that is very uh, shines a a nice light on Billy and Mindy Riggins. You know, we're, we feel warm yes. and happy for them in this episode, but it's just a TV show. In real life, they're absolute <laughs> Yeah, they <laughs> suck. We hate them. We hate them. We're beefing so hard with them. Billy and Mindy Riggins, come on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you. <laughs> uh, man, uh, Anthony, how, how are things going uh, in Sioux Falls? We're in the middle of October, which I feel like oh. is kind of like... We're no in late October, technically, bit. now. You're right. You're right. Um, but anyway, in the like school world, that is like a kind of no man's land. Like you're just trying to wait it out until Thanksgiving break, basically mm-hmm. push through. So mm-hmm. yeah, how are, how are things uh, in late October? Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of in my own way, just kind of waiting out, uh, not only Thanksgiving break. <laughs> so I've been, I've been counting out like, so we, I just, I mean, work, I work from home uh, as we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. before. I have like so much PTO because there's just, I mean, a, because we were in a pandemic for, we still are. Yeah. Um, but B like, I feel like I just don't have those like, Oh, I'm going to take off at noon today so I can like go home, decompress for an hour and then go do this other thing that I have to do. It's like, (laughs) oh, I have to do this thing at like four o'clock. I'm just going to leave an hour early instead of four or five. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, so I I haven't had to, I I just haven't had as much time to take off. So I've been like looking at ways to spend down my PTO because we can only carry over 40 hours a week. Oh, sure. Yep. So my, my PTO is pretty backloaded this year. <laughs> um, so I took a week <laughs> off in early October. Yeah. Angie and I went up to Duluth, Minnesota. Love it. Um, and then we had uh, her uncle's funeral. So like we had already taken, we were supposed to go to new Orleans, which uh, unfortunately didn't work out, but I had the time off and um. So now I have got this coming Monday off. So I'm like four day week. Mm-hmm. I think I timed it out accidentally, but I was looking through my, my calendar. I'll quick pull it up on my phone as well that I, every other week, I don't work, work a full week this year. That's beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> That's for, the rest, for, the, for the rest of the year. So um, I work a four day week next week. Um, and then I work the full week, the first week of November. We have Veterans Day off, and then I took the day after Veterans Day off. So that's a three-day week we're looking at there. Nice. Then I work a full week, and then it's Thanksgiving week, so that's a three-day week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then I work a full week, and then uh, I have December 9th and 10th off because I'm going to go to uh, watch the Steelers play in Minneapolis. Oh, heck yeah. It's a Thursday night football game. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So I have December 9th and 10th off. And then I work a full week and then it's Christmas week. So that's a four day week. Nice. Uh, Cause I 
have the 24th off. Um, And then I actually have the 27th and 28th off as well because it's my birthday. So, um, so the 24th, 25th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. So that Friday through Tuesday off. So, and that's the rest of the year. And then I'm getting married in January. So I have the, uh, I'll take the fourth through the 10th off, I think is what I'm looking at. So, so yeah, pretty much between now and early to mid January, I only work like two or three full five day weeks, which is great. That's actually incredible. Like, I feel like my mental health would be at such an advantage if I knew like, yeah, this week sucks. I got to push through, but next week. I'm mm-hmm. only working three days and then, yeah, that, that's just got to feel good. It I does. It does. Especially because like, I really do like what I do, but like our team is just really struggling at work right now. I won't go into mm-hmm. details, but um, like we're, we're struggling. Like we've lost a few team members and like we're mm-hmm. taking on a bigger load just in general because our company's growing mm-hmm. um, than we usually would. So it's like, we're, we're we've really been, uh, we've really been getting hit for like five or six months now. Yeah. And uh, so like, I thought taking that week off in early October would be great, which it was, but I was so busy the whole time that it barely felt like a vacation. Uh, (laughs) Like I didn't, I only had like one day where I just sat on the couch and did nothing, which is what I would would have liked to have done for like at least three or four of those days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause I mean, I was out of work for 10 full days uh, if you count the weekends. So, Oh yeah. It would have been great for like three of those 10 mm-hmm. to be just me on the couch lying down and doing nothing, but <laughs> mm-hmm. alas. Um, but then coming back, I was like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> I thought, because usually, like, that's the way it works with me with lunches is like, I'll yeah. get to my like, like 45 minutes before my lunch break and I'll kind of be like, oh, I'm really losing momentum here. And then I'll go to lunch and come back and be like, all right let's knock this out. Like, uh-huh. and I always, I always take a pretty late lunch. I, I split my day up because I can take my lunch, whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, so I take it at like five and a half hours into my day. So I come back to only two and a half. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Good strategy. The way to do it. Yeah, yep. for sure. <clears throat> well, good for you, man. That, that <clears throat> just sounds like a good situation. I'm glad that you have a job that's flexible like that and yes. that you can. Yeah. That's great. We're, uh, we had Monday and Tuesday off this week, so I'm coming off a three-day work week, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. And then uh, in a couple weeks, as people know, because I messed this up, um, or maybe I didn't do it on air. I don't know. But we are going to Florida for like yes. four days. And we do that every year. My son was born in November, and my daughter was born in December, and their birth mom is in Florida. So sometime every year for the past, yeah, four years now it'll be, we spend a week in Florida during November, December, and that is a good time to do it for sure. Yeah. So we kind of got that to look forward to. And then a couple weeks after that, it's Thanksgiving. And then my job really tapers off at the beginning of December because students start, start like, right. you know, getting ready for finals and stuff like that. So we really scale down. So and then you're going to Nevada in January. Yes, we are. Uh, which I'm super pumped about. And uh, let's see. Lindsay said all she wanted for Christmas were plane tickets and she wants to go to North Carolina in New York. And I was like, I'll get you plane tickets, but <laughs> we're prioritizing Vegas in January. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that'll be great. Uh, uh, you can RSVP, by the way. I'm going to tell you the RSVP oh. on the website works. Okay. Um, now it didn't when I sent it to you. <laughs> that was just, but 
<laughs> we've got all of, or I think most of, if not all of our, like the invites will be sent there ordered. They're just not going to be sent out yet. So mm-hmm. we're just telling people like, Hey, you can RSVP. You'll get the invite yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're planning on bringing your kids or obviously welcome. If God, you I are, not. I don't think okay. we are. But. Okay. I didn't <laughs> include them in the RSVP section just because they can sit on laps and they won't be taking up space. So the, yeah. the church is pretty small and we're, sure. o- we are over inviting, uh, <laughs> which could go either way. Yeah, 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 like, absolutely. It, it makes sense to, but, but yeah, <laughs> unless everyone says yes, and then yeah, you're screwed. Right. I get well, that. like <laughs> if the, what we came up with was if everybody says yes, we can still. So they have like an outdoor section. Oh, um, yeah. But Angie's pretty set on like she wants to get married on the indoor section. So we're being mm-hmm. like very stringent with plus ones, sure. uh, which yeah. is, you know, most people that we've told have been very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much everybody that we know. Um, is going to know somebody there at least, you know, right. like nobody there is going to be there just completely by themselves. Yeah. So. yeah. The guest list is one of the most stressful things of wedding planning. For and sure. it's like, and that's why we're doing the reception in South Dakota in June because yeah. like that everybody, everybody can come to. Yeah. And, but it's like, we're going to have to, yeah, we had to make some cuts, which like, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. like, sorry, like, <laughs> you know, do you send an invite even though, you know, somebody can't make it anyway, mm-hmm. we're, we're figuring it out. We, we've got a, a nice 180 person list that we're hoping that 100 or fewer people show up to. <laughs> All right. Well, pretty much none of you viewers out there are invited to Anthony's wedding, but uh, you can wish him, <laughs> wish him uh, uh, congratulations. Yeah. What, what's the date? Uh, January 6th, Insurrection Day. We're taking it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> it's uh, actually, it's our sixth anniversary. So oh, there we you met go. long before the insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Dia de los Reyes, which uh, are with our Hispanic daughter, uh, who is from Mexico, we celebrate Day of the Kings. Uh, it's it's the day where you celebrate like the three wise men or whatever, uh, bringing mm-hmm. gifts to Jesus. And so oh, it's okay. like you do extra gifts that day. But the main thing is, you bake a like round ring of bread and you hide a tiny ceramic, uh, white ceramic baby Jesus in the bread. Okay. And so then you like cut pieces <laughs> of it and whoever gets the baby Jesus in their bread gets a special gift. Okay. Uh, so Dia de los Reyes, January 6th. It's January 6th. Interesting. Yep. So we'll say, miss well, it's it too bad. <laughs> yeah. That you're not bringing your kids uh, because uh, the dinner will be at a restaurant in the Excalibur, which is shaped like a castle. So, you know, king, Ooh, castle. Yeah, right. King in the castle. Yeah. King the castle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Like I said, January 6th, uh, regardless of when you listen to this, uh, hopefully you can uh, wish Anthony a happy wedding day on January 6th. We will not be available on those days because we'll be partying hard. So Uh, we apologize to our listeners. Uh, Our listeners in Laos and Jamaica are invited. You just DM me on Twitter and I will, uh, I'll get you an invite, but those are the only listeners that are invited. (laughs) That's that's good. That's good. Uh, Yeah. I like that. All right, let's get into it. Anthony, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, well, Josh, it's uh, Hobo Day weekend. Tomorrow is Hobo oh Day, uh, which is the very insensitively named homecoming for my <laughs> alma mater, South Dakota State <laughs> really University. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to be uh, drinking pretty much all day tomorrow, starting in yes. uh, 
just over 12 hours. So <laughs> I'm uh, getting my liver prepped. I'm doing liquor tonight. We're doing a little uh, Kirkland rum and Diet Coke. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful we were able to fit this in because once yep. the Hobo Days festivities start, you will be out of commission, I'm sure. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I am also drinking cheap rum. Uh Mine is Paramount Rum, which is probably actually Kirkland's probably a, a slight step up from Paramount Rum. Kirkland Kirkland's usually does a nice, are, nice job. Yeah, yeah, are pretty solid. So I've got uh, Paramount Rum, Sprite, and peach flavored water beverage here. And I gotta I gotta tell you, one of the better drinks I've made in this house. Really? All right. So I'm finishing that up. Lindsay and I were watching some TV before this and having a drink. So that's what I was drinking. But then I went and picked up the Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA. I've had this many yes, times on the podcast kind of before. Place, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. That's what you're drinking tonight. Let's uh, go on and get into the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little break right here to bring you a word from our sponsor today. Anthony, I'm really excited for the the new sponsor that we've got on board this week. Huge get, huge get. Um, real happy about it. So actually, this is our our uh, biggest sponsor yet. Uh, That's correct. You know, not our first sponsor, but definitely our biggest contributor thus far. Correct. Much bigger than Michael Harris. Yes, considerably <laughs> bigger. I'm trying to do the math like by percentage, but I can't do it. So, yes, it is a larger contribution than the Michael Harris contribution. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that this week we are sponsored by none other than Jordan Erickson. Jordan Lee Erickson, I believe, is his full name. And uh, I tell you what, top-notch guy, if I've ever Great known guy. one. Great guy. Jordan, uh, you know, we would have loved to have the Grain Belt sponsorship. We really would. Uh we got there's the still next, time. There's still there, time. There's still build. time. We got one more season, uh, but we got the next best thing. Jordan Erickson uh, went ahead and sponsored us for the price of a 12 pack of Grain Belt Friendlies, and you know love to see it. we love to see that. So, Jordan, uh, this episode is for you. You are, as of right now, uh, the greatest reliving the lights uh sponsor maybe fan but you know you have to listen to the podcast to uh <laughs> be considered yep. the greatest fan so maybe not that but <laughs> thank you for sponsors much bigger better sponsor than michael harris correct yep this is episode 412 it is entitled laboring and oh laboring okay um <laughs> February, it originally aired February 3rd of 2010. I see Haven Iron Oak has a lot to say about it this week. We got oh a, a full paragraph. So oh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let us know what Haven has to say? All right. The final game of the regular season has the East Dillon Lions slated to host the Dillon Panthers in what is sure to be the mother of all crosstown rivalries. <laughs> the mother. When the Panther boosters question the fitness of the East Dillon field, it quickly escalates from toothpick pranks to torn up turf. Ooh. Meanwhile, the pro-life witch hunt to get Tammy terminated for counseling the pregnant Becky escalates. Adding to the chaos, Mindy goes into labor, Billy goes on a caffeine bender, and soon after the boy is born, <laughs> Uncle Tim gets arrested when the cops bust the chop shop. Spoiler alert. Meanwhile... Vince is reeling from the shooting death of his childhood friend and the gang 
that he's been running with want him in on getting vengeance. Whew. So honestly, I feel like this synopsis is what Movie Dude 1 wishes he was. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> this is what Movie Dude 1 is trying to do. That, uh, that from toothpick pranks to torn up turf oh, line was oh. pure Movie Dude 1. Get out of here. Movie Dude 1 would have <laughs> loved that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Movie Dude 1 reading that set, that uh, little phrase is like Corbin Pluster seeing an ace four suited <laughs> in, in a game of Texas Hold'em. Just <laughs> creaming his jeans. <laughs> Zero of our listeners will get that reference, but I'm going to leave it in because that's yep. important to me. Uh, I mean, I assume the Ericsons don't listen to our podcast, yeah, which is fine. Not. They're still friends of the show. Yeah, it's still friends of the show. Uh, man, okay. I felt like that was uh, a little much, and there was a spoiler in there, but overall, I appreciated the effort that Haven Iron Oak uh, put forth this week. I was supposed to do... The movie dude two synopses uh, this week. I got distracted with putting kids to bed and watching For Your Health with Doctor Steve Brule with my wife, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. I mean, all a great reasonable way to, excuses. Yeah, yeah, a great way to spend our evening. Um, so I forgot. I found out before the podcast. I confess this to Anthony that I uh, I really messed up and didn't do the movie dude two synopses. But this is. Really, honestly, reliving the lights, a, a team that could go down in history for having each other's back, uh, knowing exactly when to step up. Anthony has a movie dude two synopses this week, so we're getting two Anthony movie dude two synopses in 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 a row, which is probably a good thing because they're <laughs> quite even a bit be stronger. It might even be three in a row. I don't remember, but <laughs> either possible. way, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I threw it together actually like as I was getting my little setup put together in my little podcasting nook here in this uh, corner uh -huh. of our kitchen. Uh -huh. um, I kind of said to Angie, I was like, I better just put one together just in case Josh forgets because we didn't text each other about it. This was literally we decided that we, we were going to be able to sneak in an episode like a single episode tonight because yeah. I was originally supposed to go up to Brookings or I'd originally tentatively planned on going up to Brookings tonight, but mm -hmm. uh, ended up deciding uh I'm 34 years old here in a month and a half. So uh, maybe just be good to um, just do uh, just do one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah. Of Hobo Day. So um, I, I, I threw this together. Angie helped me out with it. Uh, had a hard time picking a theme. And so it, once okay. again, forgive me, but because uh, it is a little thrown together. But here it is. All right. It's rivalry week in Dillon, and things are heating up as everyone in town is picking a side. Vince has to choose a side between his negative influences oh, yeah. and his positive influences. Tammy is being forced to choose a side when being pressured to make a comment, and Tim finds himself on the wrong side of the law. Oh, so, wow. Okay. <sighs> the theme is obvious there. Good job. Uh, no question. I feel like that was the one of the downfalls of my previous one is that I <laughs> didn't really know what I was, what theme I was going for there. So that's good. Um, so we got Vince, we got Tammy, we got Tim. Those are definitely the major players and the town in general. He's still in West Dillon. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. I think especially for throwing that together last minute, you nailed it. So thank you. Nice work. I appreciate you stepping up. Uh, uh, I owe you one for sure. So you just let me know. All right. All right. Let's get into the episode. This episode starts out with, uh, we've got the West Dillon coaches over at the East Dillon field. They're checking out the conditions of the the Lions home turf. Uh they have some concerns about uh what they what they're supposed to be playing on on Friday. Yeah, the field's got some some potholes. You know, if you drove on this field, you'd pop a tire. <laughs> well, we don't drive on our turf. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um uh, we got, yeah, we've got the, the West Dillon coaches, the East Dillon coaches and the like commissioner, the, or whatever of Texas high school football, or yeah, maybe of the, like the district. Yeah. Ah, I can't remember what he was, but yeah, but, uh, they're going over it. An argument breaks out, uh, after Joe McCoy suggests that they maybe just play on a neutral field, um, which yeah, I'll talk about this later, but like. There's a lot about this episode that confuses me. Okay. Especially involving West Dillon's like attempts to not play on the East Dillon field, but we'll, we'll get into this. Okay. Yeah. I think the there is quite a bit to be on. talked about there. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, coach Stan's line. We've been playing on this field all year. Not one lion has fallen from the pride. That's <laughs> very coach Stan. Yeah. Like, taking things way too seriously. Um, yeah, so all the coaches are getting into it. Uh, it's pretty heated. Coach Taylor uh, assures the conference director, that's his title, I wrote yep. it down, conference director, that the field will be in shape by Friday. You got nothing to worry about. Yep, yep. He says, you get this, get this field ready by Friday, and Coach says, games are, he says, are you going to have this field ready or whatever? And he says, uh, Coach says, uh, games on Friday. It's Saturday right now. I have no doubt in my mind we'll get this field you know, mm-hmm. taken care of in that yeah. time. Yeah. So I, when he said that, I was like, oh, for once we have like a concrete timeline <laughs> in an episode. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, yeah. So uh, next we see Julie trying to convince Tammy to let her do the Habitat for Humanity training. It's like a one month program as Tammy kind of pulls out more details from Julie. Turns out it's a one month program in new orleans and it costs three thousand dollars tammy says absolutely no (laughs) this is not gonna happen yeah she isn't sold on it kind of puts the kibosh on it real quick i felt like it was even it was maybe now i don't know that i'm taking julie's side in this don't don't try to like put that on me because we, <laughs> but uh, I felt like Tammy's the way she handled it was a little harsh. She just kind of like, hey, hey, can you? What did she say? Like, yeah, now please go. She's basically do this like, kitchen chore. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. Which I felt was like, uh, okay, that's a little harsh in your shutdown of this because it's yeah. obviously very important to Julie. Yeah, even if and Julie is like, moron, but she's like thought it through and she's saying too, she's like. You know, well, 
I'm on track to graduate early anyway, so I could graduate this fall and then mm-hmm. just take off next semester because I was only going to take electives anyway. Yep. And yep, and there yeah. it's like half paid for with grant money, and mm-hmm. I have this much money, so. Yeah, I felt like she maybe deserved to be heard out a little bit, but Julie sucks. So we're just going to go yeah. with Tammy. And Tammy's awesome. So we're going to yeah. go with Tammy on this one. Yep. Becky shows up at uh, Riggins Riggs to visit Tim, drops off some of his belongings uh, mm. that he wasn't able to grab when being kicked out by Moss Rolls. I did think about that when it was happening. She just kind of told me I thought about to leave it too, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as they're kind of chatting, uh, Tim gets a call from Billy. Mindy is about to pop. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so uh, we we kind of see um, back and forth as both Billy uh, from the Riggins house and Tim from Riggins Riggs uh, start heading towards the hospital. Yeah. Billy is barely able to get his pants on. He's yeah. in his underwear, barely able to get his pants on and grab a beer before he heads out the door <laughs> to bring Mindy to the hospital. Uh, next, we see uh, a pretty sad scene. Vince is at a like visitation or wake yeah. or something yeah. for uh, Calvin, who was shot last episode. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Jess shows up. Uh, Jess asks if he has gone to the cops yet. Vince says, listen, if I go to the cops, that means I go to jail. So no, I haven't done that yet. I can't do that. And Vince apologizes for, you know, kind of unloading on her the previous night. Cause yeah, as we saw last episode after it happened, he went to just, he went to Jess's house. Right. And yep. yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, told her what happened, but he says, you can't tell anyone what happens of course uh and kind of as that is happening the head bozo of the gang uh drives up and asks for vince if he's ready for payback and vince says yep uh you know i'm down so um there was uh at the beginning of the scene i thought this is worth noting too before jess shows up um we see vince talking to calvin's mom mm-hmm. um and she kind of tells him like I wish that he would have been good, more like you. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, it, a pivotal uh, moment for Vince yeah. in this episode, I think, kind of informs his decisions. So I thought that yeah. was worth noting. Um, yeah. She kind of breaks down in front of him, and and that's when Jess, like, first walks in as he's, like, yeah, basically supporting her. Yeah. I I made a note of it while it was happening, but I did not connect it to Vince's decision later. So that's a good call. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, uh, on Slam and Sammy, he's got some callers coming in, <laughs> calling in, shitting on Coach uh, as Coach is listening uh, at home. Coach shows Tammy the newspaper article uh, calling for her removal or that people are asking for her removal as principal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As he's showing her this article, the phone rings. Yeah. Uh, it's a woman telling Tammy that she's a baby killer. Yeah. Uh, Tammy's pretty distraught mm-hmm. and uh, hangs up the phone. All right. We see Landry outside of Jess's house. He has bought her a new bike how how many episodes ago has it, has it was it like season four episode one that he it's, I think season four episode two it has been ten episodes <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> since he hit her with his bike or with his car. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Jess is in the opening credits of episode one of season four, but not in episode one of season mm. four. I think that seems like something that you would have taken note of and be act- yeah. have it's something, and not about. even that I took note of. It's just something that came into my that like <laughs> I noted in my brain that for some reason is just in there. Yep. Uh, so Landry has bought her a new bike uh, as a yeah a reference and homage to how they originally met. Um, Landry is very enthusiastic, very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, Jess is not. No, she, she, she is, is on her way to a funeral. <laughs> she's her mind is elsewhere. Uh, she says like, yeah, I'm on my way to, to church for a service for Calvin, uh, Calvin Brown, you know, Vince. And then Landry, I don't know if I'm being too hard on Landry here, but Landry's no, you're not. Like, I oh, hate Vince's Landry. friend. <laughs> I hate Landry in this episode and we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. I am like, I was furious at Landry. Like we might have to pull the Landry hate meter for this episode because that's how much I hate Landry in this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to scroll down to my award section and add (laughs) (laughs) just so we can make sure we let everyone know how much with the numerical value we hate Landry Clark. (laughs) LeBron James. Damn it, Landry. (laughs) Damn it, Landry. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So Landry is like, oh, you mean Vince's friend? Um, Of course, Landry immediately goes there, uh, relates it to Vince. But Mm -hmm. so, yeah, Jess goes and Landry just kind of wheels the bike up to her house. We also meet Jess's mom, I think, for the first time ever. Aunt, I think. Oh, aunt. Oh, Mm -hmm. because she comes out and she's like, oh, you must be Landry. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you got a lock for that a lock for that bike. You need a lock for that bike. <laughs> She's gonna need a lock. Yeah. No, I think it's her aunt because. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jess's mom, I believe, is passed away. Oh, okay. Not in the picture because it's just uh, sure. Big Mary. Uh, right. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah, holding things down. Sure. Uh, we've got uh, the Lions players uh, seemingly at practice. Their practice this week is working on the field, or at least for today. Um, coach gets pretty dismissive of Luke who is yeah. wanting to play through his injury mm-hmm. um, or at least practice through it. Um, but coach kind of goes back on that yeah, uh, and bad. turns around and apologizes. He's been a real jerk to Luke uh, pretty much this entire season. Yeah. And especially after he found out about Luke's injury that he had mm-hmm. not informed any coaches about. Uh, he had told Luke to fill up the Gatorade jug, but I was like, all right, no, I'm sorry. All you need to worry about is uh, getting better with your hip. Uh, so uh, Lance, come fill up this jug <laughs> <laughs> instead of having Luke do it. He asked Lance to do it. So yeah, coach kind of pulls back on the the Luke hate a little bit. Yeah. Outside of the hospital. I hope we got Tim and Billy. Billy's been kicked out of the birthing room for being too enthusiastic. (laughs) Nurse Ratchet threw me out. (laughs) Did he call her Nurse Ratchet? He did. That's a solid reference. I was going to say, do you think Billy Riggins would reference one? Oh, that's a good question. Could go either way. Like, that's one of those references that either, like, you know, or you don't. And, ah, but I don't think Billy would reference it. Like, 
I can see that being like maybe like Pa Riggins' favorite movie or something and like made him watch it at a young Mm -hmm. age. That Mm -hmm. maybe would, but that's the only way that I can see this. Uh, that's my personal experience. It was one of my dad's favorites, so that's yeah. why that's why we owned it. It's a great that's movie. Why I watched it on VHS. I haven't probably watched it in twenty years. Oh man, so I probably Let should me, do that again. I got to show you something. This is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I have this. It's actually I have it sitting on my uh, secondary DVD shelf because my first <laughs> one it doesn't fit in with the rest of them. Oh yeah. Uh, this was back when uh, man. I gotta say. I'm going to go on a little tirade here about physical media. Um, every time I go into a Target or a Walmart, it bums me out because the like the physical media section gets smaller and smaller yeah, every single sure. time I go in. For sure. And it sucks. So this reminds me of better times. Uh, when, my, my, when I was living in Brookings, this is probably three or four years ago, my uh, Walmart, my local Walmart, because I was the only place that you could get physical media. I don't like mm-hmm. to support the Walton family, but... Um, <laughs> they had redone their uh, electronic section and moved the movies over from one wall, like to the complete opposite side of the electronic section mm-hmm. and it, it, much bigger selection. It was, it was a golden era and they, <laughs> they had this and I had to pick it up because I do really love this movie, but it's, it's the like ultimate edition oh, uh, wow. Blu-ray of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So yeah, there's this a lot thing going is, on there. This thing is comical. So I'll, <laughs> I got to show it to you. I, I remember I snapped Tyler Erickson when I first bought this. So it was when we were living above George's Pizza. So I'm going to say this is around 2018 oh, yeah. that I bought this. Mm-hmm. So it comes with this. This is the this is the disc and a little. Uh, I think these there. are like no. I think these are. Uh, oh yeah. So it is a booklet, and then these like lobby cards. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Th- that's this very thing, 70s looking. Those. Yeah. Oh, and these are like this one's like uh, it's in a foreign language. Yeah, that's cool. So it's like German. <laughs> uh, Looks like this one too. Yeah. And then uh, this one's also German or not German, but foreign language. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Um, but which I mean that right there is that's that, enough. That could have been it right there. Yeah. That could have been it. No, not the, <laughs> this one's, this is a hardcover book. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, of just, uh, yeah, you got some quotes in here, some article, like, uh-huh. You know, essays, whatever. <laughs> Got this here. Noted as patient file. It's a manila envelope. Here. Yeah, manila envelope. Uh, what's in here? It looks oh, like these are like character file. character cards. <laughs> oh, Christopher Lloyd. That's kind of cool. Uh, I forgot that he's in it. Danny DeVito's in this too. There's Nurture Ratchet. There's yeah. yeah, Danny DeVito. God, I forget about I really need to watch this movie again. Dude. This guy, I think that's uh, Brad Dorif, and then yeah, back to Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Brad Dorif, it is Brad Dorif. Um, so yeah, okay. completely unnecessary, just, just like headshots of the actors in the movie, mm-hmm. and then the piece de resistance. <laughs> this is probably my favorite part. I'm excited. A one flew over the cuckoo's nest play, deck of playing cards. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like in a full like cardboard cutout like holder. Yeah, 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 yeah. completely unnecessary. So it's funny because um, my little brother Brandon has special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, he's twenty. He'll be twenty five in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and when he was really really young, I would always tease him because 
Um, he came downstairs one time when I was watching one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, yeah. And um, he, uh, so I'm always joking about Freddy because like it's, you know, he's scared of him or whatever. <laughs> so um, we were in TJ Maxx the other week and I found these and I had to buy, I bought him a, a set and, and me a set. So it's Nightmare on Elm Street playing cards. So for those keeping track at home, Angie and I have two deck of, decks of cards at this entire apartment and they're both movie themed. <laughs> One flew over the <laughs> and nightmare on Elm but like, Street. What flew over the cuckoo's nest? That's like the most unlikely. Like, yeah, I'm like trying to think. Is there some reference cards. in the movie no. where playing cards come into? No, no. <laughs> it's not, not that there. I can remember. It's been probably a couple of years since I've watched it, but it's yeah, just funny stuff. So this was I actually bought these. Well, I bought obviously a set for my brother because he also loves like playing cards. Yeah. Um, and I told Angie, I was like, I should maybe buy a second deck for us because we don't have a deck of playing cards. That's crazy. We should me. like, yeah, yeah, we should have a deck of playing cards. So this is the deck we have, completely forgetting that I had my one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Freaking <laughs> yeah, ultimate I edition. That, I noticed well, that thing those was were... 15 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, well, heck, that's a great and, deal right there. Yeah. But I, should, I did I notice that those cards are unopened. You've never. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're both of them seal. wrapped. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish I would have grabbed a regular size Blu ray just to show you how much bigger with scale like yeah. this Blu ray is because <laughs> here, um, here's a, a, I mean, a CD. So you can kind of see. <laughs> oh, yeah. That dwarf. That it's. It, yeah. Yeah. Why do you have an unopened copy of uh, that Taylor Swift album from Walmart? So this. I bought at the Sioux Center Walmart a couple Heck months. Yeah. Uh, when was it? Was that remember that day that I yeah. snapped you and we were down in like uh, some yeah, little small store. Iowa town? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this antiques or this guy. So we stopped in. I think I probably told you about this at some mm-hmm. point, but um, Walmart had like an unadvertised clearance of some of their vinyl. It was yeah. like select albums were a dollar. So we were hitting every, me and my buddies uh, were hitting like every Walmart that we could go to. So <sighs> still we were like, the best Walmart on the, like in on the route was Sioux center. So we stopped yeah. at Sioux center and they had these and these are out of print. Um, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So this on discogs unopened goes for like 50 to $75 no way. and I'm not going to sell it, but it's one that like, I remember like finding it was a Walmart exclusive as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like when I first moved to Brookings, they still had a couple copies. And that was like when I was first accepting that I love Taylor Swift uh-huh. and I didn't end up buying it. Um, isn't that, uh, isn't that the album with the uh, Zach Guilford music video? No, no, this is pre, this is like, this is in between the self-titled and fearless. So this oh, is like an, it's wow. an EP. So it's yeah. got a song called beautiful eyes, which is a non uh, album track. I love, yeah. I remember alternate version of Should Have Said No, alternate version of Teardrops on My Guitar, radio edit of Picture to Burn, and a song called I'm Only Me with I'm, When I'm With You, and I Heart, question mark. The, and then there's also a video DVD with some music videos and uh, her 2008 ACM Awards performance of Should Have Said No. Um, the radio edit of Picture to Burn doesn't say gay, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's it. They take it because she calls him gay. Picture to burn lyrics. Maybe I've only ever heard the radio edit. Because I remember the radio edit of Teardrops on My Guitar took out Damn. 
Oh yeah. I'm but anyway, that's right why now. I have this. I, I I'll I'll never sell it, but it was one of those things that I was like, I need to pick it up. So this was I probably bought this in like we were living in Sioux Falls at the time, so it was probably like April. Here's the line, the album version. State the obvious, I didn't get my perfect fantasy. I realize you love yourself more than you could ever love me. So go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy. That's fine. I'll tell mine that you're gay. By the way, I hate that stupid old pickup truck. Mm-hmm. The album version is, so go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy. That's fine. You won't mind if I say, by Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've maybe, I mean, I know that I've listened to the album version. That's the only, the self-title is the only one that I don't have on any physical media at all. Mm. Um, I have listened to it, but that's the one I've, that's the uh, Taylor Swift album that I've listened, that I've spent the least time oh, listening dude, to. I, I may have said this on the podcast before, but my summer that I spent in Alaska when mm-hmm. uh, the, the sun never set and I was sleeping in the tent, I would put on my headphones with the Taylor Swift self-titled album, tie a sweatshirt around my head so that it would block out the light. And I would just <laughs> listen to that entire, and it would usually take oh, yeah. me about the entire album to fall asleep. Cause you're, you know, limbic system or whatever. Mm. <laughs> That's not the right system. I uh, wouldn't let you fall asleep. But uh, so mm. I listened to that every night for at least a month. So anyway, yes. Yeah, I'll have to. I'm excited for the Taylor's version of that because it's basically going to be like all new from because I don't yeah. know most of the the like I know Picture to Burn. I know our song is probably a top ten Taylor song for me still. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously know Tim McGraw. I know Teardrops on My Guitar, um, but a lot of those like album deep cuts I don't know that well. So it's very I'm, good. I'm very I, good. I'm gonna have to yeah pick pick up that. Uh, that album and actually spend some time listening to it because I've spent very, very little time with that. I've spent a lot of time with Fearless. That's the one I've probably spent the most yeah, time with. Yeah, but yeah. I, they were playing Fearless over the Bell Tower speakers at Northwestern today because on Fridays they always play music and they were playing the whatever song is the Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, Love Story. Uh, yeah, they were playing that over Bangers. Love it. All right, Banger. we're way off track. Yeah. All right, next we see Practice there at oh. the Carol. Oh, oh no, sorry, we we, we we didn't we got well we got distracted in nurse ratchet. We gotta talk yeah. about oh yeah. <laughs> Billy drinking five yeah. energy drinks and yeah. So anyway, uh we're not sure where we cut off. Uh I'll leave that to future Josh for <laughs> editing, but um Billy makes a nurse ratchet uh reference slash joke um that gets us way off track. Yeah, we love the reference, but uh let's be realistic. Probably not a reference that Billy Riggins would Probably make because we're talking about so I promise I'll get on track in a second, but <laughs> let's say Billy Riggins was like a class of 2000 graduate. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Like Angie wouldn't get that reference. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. You know, so I, I just don't think that, that Billy Riggins make it, but you never know. Everybody's, you know what? Everybody's got their own experience. Maybe it's canon that Billy Riggins for whatever reason loves classic film. Maybe when he was, uh, <laughs> trying to get his PGA tour card. He got really into film. Yeah. Yeah, we don't I know. Knew I knew you were there. 1975 <laughs> is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So yeah, I mean, theoretically, Pa Riggins could definitely be very into that movie. Right. <clears throat> so it could have been, you know, on VHS in the Riggins yep. household. Yeah. 
they had a rough life. They probably need to escape through the magic of movies. And yes. one flew over the co- one classic flew over movie. The cuckoo's nest was there available for Billy. Maybe the reason that that uh, Billy is making all these references is he's all hopped up on on energy drinks. He mm-hmm. we find out he's had five of them, and we're talking about the uh, you know the the tall boy. Uh, yeah, like monster, a, like, probably like a rock star or a monster, yeah, or a, probably rock maybe, star at the time. Actually, I was gonna say in 2010, maybe a NOS, you know. No, it was a black colored can. That's the only you're reason right, that I'm gonna right. shoot down that idea, but but yeah, then, then rock star seems the most, yeah, yeah, I would say it's probably likely. rock star, mm-hmm. yeah. And I Tim feel says, like Billy would drink a, would drink a rock star. That's what I agree, would 100%. Go for. yeah, yeah. Um, Tim says he's cutting him off. Uh, tells him to drink some water. <laughs> yep. Hands him a water bottle. Uh, we see practice at the Carroll Park baseball field. Land- There's this little interaction where Landry offers his condolences to Vince on the passing of Calvin. Yeah. This is the first scene that I have a real problem with Landry on. Okay. Yeah. Go for it here. So Landry comes up. He sees... Um, Vince kind of writing like a memorial on like the tape yeah, uh, on his helmet. helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, Landry says, Hey, I'm really sorry about Calvin. Vince is like, Oh, you're sorry, huh? You probably don't know even, you probably don't even know his last name. Mm-hmm. And Landry, who just talked to Jess like two scenes ago and probably learned Calvin's last name <laughs> from that, mm-hmm. gaslights <laughs> Vince and says, uh, his name was, you know, Calvin Brown, and uh, I care about my teammates. <laughs> Freaking works on Vince. Vince is like, oh, hey man, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, thanks, thanks for, yeah. thanks for caring. I really appreciate you, Karen. <laughs> Landry doesn't <laughs> care. He does not care at all. He, the only reason he brings this up to Vince is because he knows that Jess is upset about it. Yeah, he's trying to keep like one step up on this is dance, some basically. manipulative like gross shit. <laughs> Let's hear Billy and Mindy Riggins talk about that. I I feel like when we started this podcast, we thought that Julie was the worst character in Friday Night Lights. Are you willing at this point to say Landry Clark is actually way shittier than Julie Taylor and is the worst character in Friday Night Lights. I think I'm ready to make that man that assertion. Uh, man, only because I've watched this show a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we went in really headhunting for Julie. Yeah. Um, knowing from past viewings going in blind that she sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we, our expectations have been so high for Julie that we're now watching it. And I think maybe watching Julie's every move. Yeah. Um, expecting it to be bad, but maybe being less yeah. than our memory, not, maybe not less than our memory actually expects, but when you're binging, it's a whole different thing when you're watching I mean, we've been watching this for a year and like four months now, right. <laughs> a year and five months now. Yeah. So like we're watching it at a different pace than when you're like binging it and seeing mm-hmm. Julie do all these things 
you know, like it builds up, but we're kind of taking it slowly. Right. So I wonder if that affects things. That's true. Um, yeah. Cause there are definitely sympathetic episodes, right? Right. Where, yeah. So, yeah. um, I'm willing to say that Landry is potentially worse than Julie. We're not um, quite ready to make that assertion, but maybe I, we're darn near close to season five. End of the end of mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, we're getting close and I think we'll be ready. I'm going to commit right now that by the end of season five, we're going to make a determination between yeah. Julie Taylor and Landry Clark for the yes. worst of the series. Yeah. No, this, this rewatch specifically and watching it in 2020 and 2021. Right. Um, probably made a difference on that too, but yeah, Absolutely. I really think, and especially this episode, this is a really <laughs> like slimy episode from Landry. So manipulative. We, it might hurt our, hurt our brand because we went in expecting to be trash and Julie and we have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've but, stayed um, faithful to that for sure. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, there's, there's an argument to be made that, that Landry might actually be worse than, than Julie. Um, yeah. Cause man, Landry in this episode, every time, almost every scene he's in, I was just like, God, Landry, what's your deal, man? Like <laughs> this scene, especially like, I was like, he does not care Vince. You should be able to see right through this. Like he is gaslighting you. Really gross. So maybe rates higher overall in the Hato meter than Julie. Maybe rates higher on the sleazeball move of the week than <laughs> Buddy. Buddy, yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll reserve judgment. I'm, but I am going to commit to by the end of this yes. uh, reliving the lights run. We mm-hmm. will make a determination on who is the most hateable and who is the sleaziest. Yeah, we should maybe do a Twitter poll. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's say starting now we'll start talking about it and we'll put up a Twitter poll after mm-hmm. this episode, maybe at, in between season four and five or something like that. I like it. Yeah, we'll do it like the All Star Game where you've got the the popular vote, like the fan vote, the coaches vote, and then uh, mm-hmm. like the the. Academy or whatever mm-hmm. the equivalent is. So, and then Julian Landry each pick a team of who they think are the his <laughs> characters and they play a game. I, I would love to see that for sure. <laughs> first round pick, Buddy Garrity. I'll take Garrity and in, in, with my first pick. I love it. I saw Tyra just completely own in Powder Puff football, so I might put her. I might pick her and put her on the court. That'd be good. All right. We saw her own in volleyball too. You know, she's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that hate motivation inside of her uh, to where that she channeled in volleyball. Adrian Pilicki, come on the show. Oh my goodness. So yeah, after we have this little interaction between coach and Landry or I'm sorry, Vincent Landry coach tells the uh, team uh, to focus on the game and not worry about the talk. Cause Tinker brings up, he's like, uh, I heard that they might not use our field or something like that. And coach says, yep. just focus on the game. Yep. He heard that on the radio coach says, don't worry yep. about what you hear on the radio. Next scene, we see the East Dillon lions doing something to the West Dillon Panthers field. We're not sure at this point, uh, but they kind of say, hey, if the Lions can't practice on their own field, we're not going to let the Panthers practice on their field either. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, TBD on what's going on here. Yeah. But also a uh, uh, moment of this scene, somebody goes, whose idea was this again? <laughs> and uh, all of them in unison go, Landry. <laughs> and he turns around. Yes, it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's fine with taking the credit. Yep. Next, we see the superintendent uh, of Dylan schools. He shows up at Tammy's house at the Taylor household. Um, he basically hands her like a prepared apology mm-hmm. statement and says, yeah, hey, listen, the board has been working overtime on this. This is what we'd like you to say. Um, here's the statement we'd like you to give so that you can keep your job. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. It's actually an apology. Um, mm-hmm. She's pretty upset because she would rather make a statement to set the get, record straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the facts out there. Yep. Billy and Tim are out in the waiting room of the hospital. Uh, Billy decides I'm going back in and he somehow like has access to like the hairnet and the (laughs) gown and stuff. And he, he throws it all on. He says, I'm going back in and he goes in immediately. Mindy is like, get the hell out of here, Billy. (laughs) But Macalette is a little bit more sympathetic he yeah. says he all he keeps saying, I'm the dad. I'm, I'm the, the dad. dad. <laughs> he says it like four <laughs> times. I counted. I'm the dad. <laughs> but uh, uh, as soon as he gets in there and he's kind of holding her hand and helping her breathe, he looks down and we see a pretty shocked <laughs> look on his face. So. I was 100% expecting him to pass out at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it same, looks like he same. hung in there. So yeah. way to go, Billy. Way to, way to hang. I would not be able to hang. I would yeah, definitely I don't pass think out. I would either. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Coach, we see them uh, heading to school. They walk outside the Taylor household and Coach's vehicle has been like written all over with, yeah. you know, kind of the, the window suck. chalk and yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, anti East Dillon pro West Dillon uh, stuff. So coach tells Julie, um, you go on ahead, you go to school, I'll take care of this. But he also says, um, hey, go easy on your mom this mm-hmm. week. And if you do go easy on your mom, then we will talk about, we will discuss the house building thing, the mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity situation. So, uh, coach goes to clean the vehicle, uh, and he is listening to the radio. And once yeah, again, one of the, we got a pretty racist call into Slim and Sammy. I don't remember yes. what all of the details were, but I don't feel um, safe going over. Yeah. There safe going there. I heard that they have gang members on their team, stuff yeah. like that. Um, this scene's pretty good. It's, it almost reminds me of, I can't remember what particular like scene or episode, but it almost reminded me of like a Simpsons episode where, <laughs> Coach is driving his car and he's just looking furious. His car, he can barely, he barely has any visibility. Right. Because the, he like the chalk paint on the Yeah, chalk paint is yeah. on there. And he's just listening to the radio and just like, I get, remember maybe like a sideshow Bob. It must be like a scene like that where he's just like <laughs> looking pissed off, but just driving. Um, yeah. And listening to the radio and just like clearly getting more upset and more upset by what's playing on the radio. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, a very well done scene. Um, but then he, he turns or does he turn the radio off or is that uh, might be a later scene? I don't I think I noted, noted that he's but. listening. So yeah, listening. Um, we do get a music cue. Oh, 
um, in between this scene and the next scene, it kind of carries one scene into another. Mm-hmm. A little song called "My Heart as an Arrow" by a little band called Los Halos. Okay, I did not catch that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice work on picking that up. Yep. But as the song is playing, we kind of transition into the West Dillon Panthers, uh, former protagonists of the show, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, taking the practice field and they find thousands possibly tens of thousands uh of toothpicks on their practice field because these things are like every like three inches in every direction it is a lot of toothpicks i had the thought when seeing this scene now granted the maybe hundreds of thousands yeah the (laughs) The couple of hours that the Panthers spend pulling these out that we find out it took them two hours, it had to have taken the East Dillon Lions more than two hours to put them in. Now, granted, that was practice time that the West Dillon Lions or West Dillon Panthers were sacrificing to pull the toothpicks out of the turf. But I just, I was like trying to weigh the like cost versus reward of what the East Dillon Lions did. And uh, they definitely put in more time putting the toothpicks in than the the Panthers did pulling the toothpicks out. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast though, right? Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, putting together a puzzle, you know, it takes you hours to put together, but it takes you a few seconds to (laughs) to take apart, you know? (laughs) That's a good point, yeah. You know, they knew that, but, but also like... I mean, it's a it's a crazy idea because you think about it like realistically, like you know, they got to get all the toothpicks out of there because you know yeah. something goes wrong. Oh yeah, you anything goes slightly wrong there. You could, I mean, maybe not fatal, but like extreme. Like you get an eye, you know, something bounces into your eye. Absolutely, like, yeah. Well, even frick, if you you know fall on toothpick and you get impaled and get you know, a half inch of wood shoved right. into your arm, like <laughs> that can have serious consequences mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will say overall, uh, as a prank connoisseur, I would say good prank <laughs> worth the effort. Uh, sure. Relatively harmless, but, uh, effective in its impact on the right. intended target. So yeah, not a prank guy myself, but I thought it was a pretty good bit. <laughs> I am a bit guy. Uh, you are so a bit think, guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought it was a good bit. Oh, uh, who was I with the other week? Oh, we were. Oh, I remember what it was. We were. Um, so my friend Joe Wiltsey, uh-huh. uh, friend of the show, friend of me. Um, he uh, so he's moving to Minneapolis, and so he texted me, and he was like, "Hey." Um, or we have this group chat going of like basically all of Jordan Erickson's college friends. <laughs> so it's right. like it's like me, Joe, Mike, uh, like um, Keegan Warwick, uh, Jake Iverson. You know, uh, is Jordan um, on it or not? No, Jordan. No, it's only Sioux Falls. So only people that are living in Sioux Falls. I love uh, otherwise, Jordan would be a part of it. But it's only people that are living in Sioux Falls. But uh, so Joe is moving to Minneapolis, and he basically texted our group chat and was like, "Hey, anybody want to come over tonight and help me drink some whiskey because like." I'm moving and need to get rid of some of these bottles. This guy has, I mean to tell you, so this like table behind me, uh-huh. full of bottles. Like Jeez. if you can imagine this full of bottles and then we go into his basement and he's got like unopened bottles. Like, I mean, we're talking like hundreds of them. Oh my God. I bet he has close to a thousand bottles of oh whiskey or other liquors in his home currently. What the heck? How do, yeah, um, okay. 
But anyway, I uh, I think I snapped you about this. I got to try. Yeah. Uh, for the first, this was a, a bucket list goal. Mm-hmm. Um, got to try a bottle of whiskey that was older than me. I'll be 34 here in December. I drank a 40-year-old uh, whiskey. Oh, very nice. Which is great. But uh, uh, our uh, other friend, Chris McClure, who is uh, also a lawyer, like my friend Joe, um, came over and he <laughs> pulled up and he said, do you ever park behind somebody's car and you don't know the car, but you know exactly who's driving it. <laughs> wow. And I go, I know where this is uh, because I have a Ross pro 1992 bumper sticker on my car. So he, he knew it was <laughs> he mine. Um, and we were kind of joking and, and he was like, where do you even find something like that? And I told him, I was like, you know, we found, we went to an antique store uh, and they had these Ross pro bumper stickers for a dollar a piece. There's probably, I bet 300 of them in this box. <laughs> so for me, I remember messaging our group chat yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, that uh, I bought 10 of them and I said, I'm going to put one of these on every car I own for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, that's, you know, that's my bit. And Joe was like, if there's anybody that, He's like, that's a pretty, like, a bit you really got to commit to. But if there's somebody who I think will <laughs> commit to the bit, it's Anthony Hookman. So that's, it meant a lot. Uh, that was a, you can cut that whole story out if we, if we're no, going way not. too long on time. But uh, I don't care. That's, that's, uh, that's something me. that I'm proud of. If there's anything that I'm proud of, it's, I, not only do I look at myself as somebody who commits to the bit, but I am seen by others as somebody who commits to the bit. So. 100% and I am with them. I absolutely believe that you will put that <laughs> bumper sticker on every yeah. car you own for the rest if of I'm, your life. If I'm driving a Bugatti in 20 years, <laughs> I'm going to be putting a freaking Ross Pro 92 sticker on that Bugatti. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, big bit guy. And uh, I think this is a good bit. I wanted to talk real briefly about yeah. uh, pranks and the yeah. the prank that is always forefront in my mind that I only did once. Um, and I don't necessarily think this is a good prank, but it's the one that sticks in my mind as the most memorable prank uh, of my college career. I wonder if it's the one that I think about as well, because we we're going to have to talk about another one if it's not the one that you're thinking of. I don't know that you know about this All one. All right. Then we're going to have to talk about another prank. <laughs> P-Pucks? Do you know about no. P-Pucks? Nope. So when I, <laughs> when I was in college, there was a dorm that all the doors had a pretty sizable gap between the door and the floor. And it was mm-hmm. like kind of like a linoleum tile type uh, surface between mm-hmm. the door, <laughs> you know, on the floor. Yep. And so what we would do is we didn't live in the storm, but we would, you... <laughs> You pee in styrofoam cups just a little bit, you know, like a quarter inch probably. You put it in your dorm fridge, right? Like, you know, the like little square Mm -hmm. dorm fridge. You put it in the freezer, you freeze it. And then in the middle of the night, you go over to the the other dorm that has the the tile floors. (laughs) And you peel off the styrofoam cup and you slide your little pee puck underneath the door and you do as many as you want. You can do one pee puck. You can do 10 pee pucks and you slide them under the door. So that 
I don't like that prank. At when all. they wake up in the morning, they're just a puddle of pee <laughs> on their dorm room floor. I don't like that prank at all. Uh, it's not maybe the most sophisticated prank, but <laughs> God, it was funny. <laughs> As somebody who I think I think I have very sensitive sense of smell. Yeah, the like the thought of that is because you'd never get that smell out. The prank, <laughs> the prank that I wanted to talk to you okay. about was back in must have been like 2007. I'm gonna say uh, if I had to guess a year. Um, snipe hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like January of 2007. You decided to do the snipe hunting prank on me and Jordan and probably two or three other people. And you take somebody out in the middle of nowhere and you yeah. leave them there. You say, oh, we're going to drive out the snipes and then you just leave. Um, <laughs> right. So you came back for us and Jordan Erickson was like, no, let's get them back and act like we're not here. <laughs> so we hid. And this is January in South Dakota. Yeah. And we hid. And you guys finally were like, all right, if you're not going to come out, <laughs> And like, except that you got pranked, we're going to leave. So you did. Oh, no. And we walked like, I don't remember where you left us, but it was probably a solid, like at least like quarter of a mile from your place. Yeah. No, that would have been a half mile. Cause we left you in the seat. I, I remember this vaguely and we left you in our Cedar Grove, which is yeah. at, is over a half mile from our house. Yeah. And we walked back to your house and I remember I've never had like, my hands were so cold. Oh my gosh. That walking into your room temperature house, my hands hurt <laughs> for like a solid, oh, like no. two or three hours oh, dude. because Jordan Erickson refused to be pranked. Uh, refused to accept that he'd been pranked. Yeah. Um, that I'll was... never forget how bad my hands oh, no. hurt. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I remember that. I do remember that. That was uh, my friend's, Morgan and Sophie mm-hmm. and Josh were there because yeah, then we went to do our we went to do our yeah. yes yeah. and we got the gravy fries I, yeah. I got the gravy fries yeah for sure. <laughs> I don't know what I got but yeah I definitely remember like yeah I remember I because that's what I was in my mind I remember it was Sophie and Morgan were there yeah um yeah and it, yeah you had gotten it was me and Jordan and there was probably two or three other uh, of us but Jordan was like no don't say anything when they come back like we're gonna make them feel bad. <laughs> By not answering the Adam. Uh, yeah. I said probably, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, obviously my hands still work normally. Uh, so I didn't get frostbitten, but it was probably as close to frostbite I'd ever been because yeah. you'll, you'll I was, probably get have like rheumatoid arthritis yeah. uh early in your life. Yeah. Because of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget. Like that's the thing that I remember is just being so cold that my hands were numb and then coming into room temperature and then just throbbing. Oh no. <laughs> well, I apologize. Uh, 15 years uh, after the fact. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. I forgive you. Um, and I forgive Jordan. So <laughs> are we ready to, to close the book on the prince? <laughs> yeah. We'll close the book on the prince. <laughs>
okay. pranks and and urine. Uh, we'll we'll close the yeah, book on that. All right. We're getting this is an extra special long episode of Reliving the Lights. <laughs> I guess uh, so. Yeah. In case it needs to be for future Josh editing, because we're only recording one uh, single episode. And also, next week is or next episode finale. is the finale. Yeah. Um, so we might have to take a break to figure out who our guest is going to be. Yeah. And but also maybe we, well maybe we should let's just throw it out there and say right now we're going to take a week off between this episode okay. and yep. the finale because yep. even if we record next week which maybe wouldn't be a bad idea mm-hmm. um just give us some time to create some more content because uh yeah. we are we've been really hurting for yeah that. we've been stretching it for sure yeah over at the alliance practice yeah. after all that <laughs> after all after all, <laughs> after all that uh, over at the lions practice uh, coach tells the team that, uh, hey, I heard about the uh, toothpicks over at uh, at West Dillon. Took them over two hours to clean up all those toothpicks. Uh, so anybody, like everybody kind of chuckles. The whole team mm-hmm. kind of chuckles. Mm-hmm. Um, coach goes, does anybody know who did that? And the whole team like doesn't exaggerate it. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and coach goes oh nobody knows who did it huh uh hey lance you're looking kind of tired over there (laughs) or how you you look you look pretty tired over there how you feeling and uh landry says i feel great coach (laughs) wide awake uh but it seems like coach must have gotten some intel or maybe just a hunch yeah, <laughs> that that Landry is behind it. He says, "Tell you what, we're gonna do today, guys. Is uh, we're gonna set Lance up to to make a forty yard field goal, <laughs> and if he you know, once he makes one, we can start practice. But if he misses, like every time he misses, we got to do suicides, J- jingle jangles, <laughs> jingle jangles. Okay, I didn't catch. I was yeah, yeah. You know, so um, we do see that." Uh, Landry sets up, uh, completely whiffs his first. Yeah, attempt. it's a good ten yards short. I think. <laughs> so I don't know how many jingle jangles the team had to do, but it's uh, it's not looking good for him based on that first attempt. <laughs> no. Uh, next, we see Tammy talking to a lawyer about her options uh, with the whole abortion situation. Um, the the lawyer says she probably could win a wrongful termination suit if she were to get fired. However, it would take a very long time. It wouldn't be pretty. Like we're talking like maybe years that it would stretch out before it was resolved. Tammy says, my record is exemplary. And the lawyer responds, I know that, Tammy, but there's law and there's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Yeah. He also tells her not only could it potentially drag out for years, but she might not even get her job. There's actually a good chance that she might not even get her job back if they, if they go through with it. So. Yeah. When I was, when I heard that, I was like, so does that mean like she would like get a big like cash reward uh, for the settlement? I would or, assume so, but Yeah. And the American legal system is is pretty wild. This is something I think a lot about. Um, I, I promise I'll keep this short, but uh, there's this guy in Brookings. Um, we call him Cousin Jesse. Um, <laughs> his first name is Jesse. He was the cousin of uh, 
the manager at the restaurant that I used to work at old market. Uh, uh, um, so he would always call him cousin Jesse. And it became kind of a thing where like everybody that worked at, at old market called him cousin Jesse. He would come in. <laughs> it's one of those guys that just kind of like works odd jobs. And he was like an yeah. extreme libertarian. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like he would All like right. work construction and stuff, extreme libertarian. And um, so one time cousin Jesse got pulled over and he's, he was an alcohol or well, I shouldn't say he's an alcoholic, but he, he drank a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, probably still does. Uh, probably I'll see him tomorrow. But <laughs> um, so cousin Jesse got pulled over, had been drinking too much, uh, got a DUI, represented himself in court, <laughs> and won. Oh my gosh. Because like he was like, well, they didn't give me the option to do like a blood test or something, or like because yeah. I think no, maybe it was no. It was actually more extreme than that. I think he refused a breathalyzer and then like they took him to do a blood test, but like they botched some small aspect of it, um, which is, I think I always use that as like the perfect example of how the American legal system is basically designed to let people get away with stuff if they know how to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. That is, that is the American legal system. It's literally just like, if you know how to get out of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you can, unless you like straight up like murder a person on camera, you can get away with (laughs) almost anything. If you know how to do it, you're white. Yeah. But, (laughs) If you know how to do it or you can afford to pay someone who Correct. knows how to, how to get you out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's, that's the most fascinating thing that I think about our, our legal system. Uh, love this country. Um, but man, uh, libertarians have it so much better than they think they do uh, for being people who I'm of the opinion. Here we go. Anthony gets political. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I was going to say, uh, have we just entered into the Anthony gets yeah. political? I'm realm. of the opinion. Yes. I'm of the opinion that 85% of libertarians are libertarians only so they can complain about whatever any party in uh, power mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be the people who are like, Oh yeah, everybody's got it wrong. But if we did it this way, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Anthony gets, political the other way i think a lot of emerging leftists are probably in a lot of the ways the same Mm -hmm. boat um Mm -hmm. and that's i say that as somebody who considers themselves probably left of the modern democratic party uh (laughs) so anthony gets political uh (laughs) i think i think that people just want to complain i think especially with uh um with Joe Biden as president, which nobody yeah. really, um, I don't want to say nobody wanted because then if we have conservatives who listen to the show, which I know we do, they'll be like, well, then you agree that he lost by no, no, no I think Joe no. Biden legitimately won the election because people were that sick of, I know I personally know people in South Dakota that were apolitical until like 2017 and yeah. were like, yeah, we need to vote against this. So no, I, mm-hmm. I genuinely do believe <laughs> that Joe Biden won the election, but I think it was uh, a uh, motivated, but still apathetic vote yes. <laughs> for a 100%. lot of people, including I'm myself. So, yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> point is, I think a lot of people, especially right now are, uh, really just want to complain about whatever they can. So they're going to complain about uh, pretty much 
they're going to decide that they're going to complain about whoever's in power. And I think that the libertarians started that, but I think that, um, that this emerging and, uh, emergingly or increasingly vocal leftist movement that I find myself in, uh, probably hearing from on Twitter more than most people Mm. hear themselves hearing from in their lives because Twitter is a, uh, echo chamber that I've accidentally created for myself. And I, uh, um, that's why <laughs> mm-hmm. the only reason that I still keep Facebook is because I want to be able to be sure that I'm not only in an echo chamber, but, mm-hmm. um, I am aware that one exists for both sides. So, uh, I think some people just want to complain about, uh, whoever's in power in general, but, if you're still with us at this point in season four, <laughs> I'm assuming we don't have to apologize for whenever we get political. <laughs> but we political. will anyway. <laughs> but we're still going to apologize. I still will anyway. Uh, yeah, I'd consider both of us to be pretty open-minded folk that are definitely willing to uh, hear yeah. different perspectives, but yes. we definitely have our own <laughs> opinions on it. So, yeah. Anthony gets yeah. political. Thanks Josh, for listening. Uh, whatever side of the political spectrum we're on I still I mean I think I've made it clear even though I am very vocal about my own opinions that I am respectful Mm -hmm. of others opinions as long as it isn't like really gross which um, dehumanizing to yeah nobody that I've found uh, at least on our Twitter page or who personally has said like I listen to your show has expressed those kind of opinions so probably I like you probably I respect you but um (laughs) We may disagree on things, uh, but that's the way it is. Uh, I live in South Dakota, and I'm, uh, you know, relatively left of center. So there it is. I'm assuming the uh, the people with the really gross opinions probably got weeded out by midway through the <laughs> second season of Real Life. <laughs> so that's if they fine. made it that far, no. we're fine with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we are at the hospital. Tim meets his nephew. His nephew yeah. is named <laughs> Stephen. Okay, so just right there. His name is Stephen. <laughs> this is 2010. Even if it's 2010, I feel like Stephen is still pretty far behind the times. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about two albums that came out in oh. 2009 <laughs> and 2010. Okay. First one is called Fearless by Taylor Swift, which contains a song called Hey Steven, which is maybe the best song on that album. Banger. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to entertain that. Uh, in 2011, so the year after this, a little, or no, maybe 2010. You know what? 2010. Uh, in January of 2010, a little album called Animal by Kesha came out that has oh, a song called Steven, right. which is also a banger. So okay. you know what? I stand corrected. The, the late aughts and early 2010s were great years for Stevens. <laughs> you are absolutely right. I am absolutely wrong. Uh, I stand corrected on this. Okay, so I take back any criticism I have of naming a billion mini naming their child Steven. Steven King, just- come on the show. <laughs> We're just going to assume that uh, naming their child Steven was an homage to either Taylor Swift or Kesha. In either case, we would be completely supportive of that. Uh, Hannibal, what's your defense for naming? (laughs) I don't have it. I don't have the middle name Hannibal. Um, I think maybe like this is, well, there's two ways to go with this. 
So because I was thinking, <laughs> originally I was thinking, we know that uh we know that um that uh Billy has uh, uh he's got one flew over the cuckoo's nest on the brain. Yeah. Just one of three movies to ever win the big five. The uh, one of the other two, Silence of the Lambs, featuring oh, Hannibal Lecter. Wow. We're going deep here. Because my original thought was, um, if he is into that movie, maybe he knows a little bit more than we think he does about American history, yeah. and maybe he or, or world history rather. Uh huh. So you would know about Hannibal. like the historical yeah. Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But then. As I was thinking that, my brain went to the other oh, Silence of the Lambs, the other big five Silence winners. So Lambs. I'm going to say that's canon. Is um, yeah. Billy Riggins is really into the Oscars <laughs> and he's really into classic film. And <laughs> he, he is was, a cinema enthusiast. Yeah. He was like, What? Uh, okay, how can I reference uh, the big five winners? Um, so Hannibal, obviously from Silence of the Lambs, I'm going to reference Nurse Ratchet while I'm in the hospital <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm just going to look up what the characters names are. And it happened one night. Come on, Steven. <sighs> no, Stevens. Oh, no, Steven. <sighs> looking uncredited roles. Maybe no, no Stevens, <laughs> no Stevens. So we can, you know what? It might have been, might have been before Billy Riggins' time. So we can't, uh, we can't speak for that. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe there's like a a golf legend that we're not aware of that was named <laughs> Steven, uh, as a yeah, as a homage and reference to his golf enthusiasm, almost getting his PGA card. <laughs> so Billy Riggins, maybe we're not giving him enough credit as no, a as a character. There's layers to Billy Riggins, I think. I, yeah. Stephen Hannibal Riggins is the name of Billy's son. Uh, next, we see Tammy. She shows up to school, and there are pro-life protesters marching and yelling at her in the parking lot. <laughs> Tammy's shook. She kind of yells back a little bit, like, oh, come on. Yeah. I feel like that's a standard. <laughs> she did a, a classic Tammy Taylor reaction. She just goes, come on, y'all. Y'all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Add the y'all on there. Uh, next, we see her at home. She's still shook, uh, sitting at the, the kitchen table, I believe. And really, who could blame her with right. that unsettling creature sitting at the dinner table with them? <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. Uh, Julie cooked supper for the family because, uh, yeah, I assume because <laughs> of that little arrangement that she and Coach had that if yeah. she, you know, treats her mom well, then they'll talk about the Habitat for Humanity thing. But there's no meat on the table. Coach yeah. is uh, not Where's enjoying that. Where's the meat? Julie does not cook flesh, we find out. Yeah. So there is no meat. Coach Taylor is clearly like visibly upset but then comes to his senses yes like as he's hearing it you see his face go like okay he comes back from it Mm -hmm. he says okay okay (laughs) uh tammy talks a little bit at the dinner table about her meeting with the lawyer uh the phone rings yeah uh coach decides to get up and answer it 
just a random dude who says the lions suck. Uh, coach. <laughs> I mean, a gr- another great line delivery from Kyle Chandler. He I don't know it. if he was, yeah. I don't know if he was nominated for an Emmy this season, but he absolutely should have been between this <laughs> and the, you. the last episode where he did the, uh, yeah, it can get pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> he just does a he literally just goes oh yeah you know what well you can go to hell <laughs> you know what yeah he's kind of like laughing while he says it mm. I love it it was really good Uh, I want to point out here I don't know if there's anything to this I'm probably reading into it but I want you to let me know yeah. Uh, so Tammy says that whole toothpick thing had everyone in an uproar today so she kind of oh, brings yeah. up that situation. Yep. Coach says, yeah, well, kids will be kids. And then they immediately show a zoomed in shot of Gracie, like sucking down a noodle, looking like a freaking alien, <laughs> like a not. child. I so think I must have been, uh, I felt like, my notes. like the kids will be kids juxtaposed with this like weird, <laughs> not looking like a normal kid. Uh, shot. I feel like it was almost a reference to her being an alien. Uh, kids will be kids, but not this. But piece. this is a one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It stuck out to me. Um, yeah, there can be something there. Be you know, there. I think maybe we're in a little deep with the reliving the lights theories at this point, but I made a connection there. So, oh, man, over at Ray's Barbecue, uh. Chess, uh, this is probably the outdated pop culture reference of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jess made Landry a playlist and lends him her iPod, which is a <laughs> that's a big lens yeah, for sure. Uh, that's I mean, that's how you know that you like somebody is you lend them your iPod. That's a big sure. deal, you definitely. Yeah, she ask, made him a playlist. Ask the, uh, ask the Dutch foreign exchange student from that was in Platt <laughs> from 2006. She'll tell you. That's how you know somebody likes you because <laughs> guess whose iPad she borrowed? iPod she borrowed. <laughs> wow. All right. There you go. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Landry asks, Whoa, does this have any playlists? Have any. Landry asks, does this playlist have any slow jams on it? (laughs) But in defense of Landry, we find out that the playlist is just like crowd noise, which is a weird bit. (laughs) That's not, no, that's not in defense of Landry. Landry is still creepy for asking like, hey, does this have any sex music on it? Uh, But, and we know that Jess is very football oriented. And so she's trying to playlist of that's not a playlist. A crowd, crowd noise is not a playlist. Yeah, she presented it weird for sure. Crowd noise is not a playlist, but (laughs) but this is how you shared playlists for for those listening in, in 2010. This is how you shared playlists with your friends. You had to be like, Hey, um, Apple music doesn't exist. So I have to lend <laughs> right. you my iPod. Um, right. and here's a bunch of crowd noise, which is, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but I'm um, still holding this against Landry and not against Jess, but yeah, it is weird. It's a shared uh, weirdness, but yeah. Vince, Vince kind of sees all of this go down, mm-hmm. but he's also distracted by the, the, the ringleader of the clown show. <laughs> um, who pulls up in his Head black Bozo. vehicle? Yeah, pulls up in his black Cadillac or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who kind of calls him over. He says, Hey, we found the guy who killed Calvin. He's like two hours away. Um, we're going to go get revenge on him. Are you in? Vince says, yeah, you know, you know, I'm in. Mm-hmm. This is when we cut back. We see, we have, we, we hear that there's just crowd noise. So you can practice. So you can <laughs> practice while you're kicking and hear the crowd noise in your head while you're practicing. Mm-hmm. Weird bit. <laughs> Jess, um, maybe Jess and Lindsay are perfect for each other. Cause they're both they're weird both as hell. Weird. Um, yeah. but, um, uh, uh, we, this is, this is another, I, I have to talk about this because mm-hmm. this f- further plays into my theory <laughs> Okay, that Landry completely successfully and intentionally gaslit Vince because mm-hmm. Vince comes over yeah. as like Jess is leaving and says, Hey man, mm. just wanted to let you know that I'm glad that you and Jess are together. Take care of her. You're a good guy. Yeah. This is 100%, 110% based on the fact <laughs> that Landry knew Calvin's last name because of Jess earlier in the episode. This oh, is the yeah. only reason. This is gross mm. as hell. I didn't like it before without making that connection. Now it really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. The only reason that Vince thinks that Landry is a good guy is because Landry Calvin made a Brown. point to say Calvin Brown. Gross. Gross, gross. Don't gross, like that. Gross. Nope. Do not like that. Uh, and the worst is like the face that Landry makes uh, as he's like, oh, not only am I with, for the second time in my life, a woman who is way out of my league, <laughs> but the other guy that was my competition has basically bowed out and told me that I'm a better option. <laughs> like, Landry's in a place that nobody in his headspace should be in ever. <laughs> he has completely fumbled and bumbled his way into this situation. Yeah. That is completely. 10 years. Ten years after the fact, Landry stormed the Capitol. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, gross. Okay. Uh, next we see uh, a bunch of guys with presumably big dicks driving their jacked up trucks <laughs> around on the. I think you're not allowed. I think field. they measure your penis when you when you try to apply for like a loan for one of these um, and <laughs> right. you, you can't get in under nine inches is what I heard. Um, if you're driving a lifted truck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you want to, you want to put some, some tall suspension on your truck? Well, whip it out and we'll yeah. uh, see if you're eligible. Yep. yep. And nobody gets them. Nobody's even actually allowed to, um, you actually, you know how like they have those breathalyzer cars that you have to, <laughs> yeah, you, gotta you know, if you have, it, you have too many start. DUIs, you actually have to put your penis, uh, erect penis into um, a similar thing. And they, they make sure that it, the tip reaches uh, nine inches before you even drive one. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bunch of big dick guys uh, driving around field uh, just tearing it up 
tearing down the goalposts. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 doing uh, you know donuts on the field. They're tearing it up. Yeah, they they tie some chains to to the goalposts. Um, the whole nine yards. They're doing it all. Um, they're tearing it down. Huge penises. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we see Billy and Tim. They are staring at Steve. <laughs> <laughs> They're admiring. They're admiring a child. A baby named Steve is just a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right, you know, isn't that weird? Like that, there's there's certain names, and I always thought of it. Actually, when I was growing up, I always thought this about my own name is yeah. like, um, I always thought it was like, it was kind of weird to be Anthony as a kid. I think mm-hmm. like Anthony is like an adult name, right? Hmm. Um, but I, like I think about that, like I've got a like four year old cousin named Walter. Oh yeah, which weird. is like hilarious to me. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you say the name Walter, like the first person that comes to mind is like the crustiest, like 89 year old white dude. <laughs> I have the opposite. Can you picture a person over the age of 60 with the name of Josh? Uh, Joshua. Yes. Josh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it seems like a name that really only came on in about 1985. Right. You know, so, you right. know, 30. 33 to 40 is the prime era for Josh's. And I just can't really picture an old person named right. Josh. I think that's just how like name trends work though, because I do mm-hmm. know like, yeah, absolutely. Like they, I think they go in cycles is like people, and this is probably the way that it's always been like, probably like 80 years ago, people were cute and were like, Oh, let's name our kid Walter. Um, you know, like people will think he's an old man born in the early 1800s. <laughs> right. Um, you know, uh, I think that that's, that must be how it goes as cyclical because yeah. I know two children under the age of five that are both named Walter, like, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. And like, you know, like Jacob, that's one of those names that's like perpetually like on yeah. the most popular boys names. Yep. Well, I have a daughter named Millie and she's named after her grandma you know, who is like 90 years old, who is named Millie. Sure. I don't know any other little kids named Millie, but I've recently found out that there are multiple Millies like in the area. Oh, really? Who are about my, you know, my kid's age. So we all kind of had the same idea. Like, oh, wouldn't it be cute if we named, you know, our kid yeah. after our 90 year old grandma? See, it's like a Millie. bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your kids you named your kid after a bit um no uh when i whenever i don't think i've ever revealed this to you but it's something i think about a lot is um so the summer after i worked in boji mm-hmm. um the manager of the brocco that i worked at was actually she worked at the brocco here in sioux falls but mm-hmm. her she goes by millie but her actual name is a millionaire which is pretty <sighs> wild okay so that's actually very close to uh, the story behind Millie's name. Her full name is Emiliana. Uh, I'll tell you the very short version of the story. We had decided on like three probably options for her name that we were pretty set on. We went to Florida to meet her birth mom. And the, the morning of the, the day that we met her, I was like, okay, I am very against adding more names to this list. However, I've been thinking 
Amelia. I really like Amelia. And Lindsay was like, yeah, Amelia. We could call her Millie like my grandma. That would be super cool. Uh, And then we met Millie's birth mom later in the day. And she was like, hey, listen, I already picked out a name. (laughs) And we were like, oh, (laughs) shit. Because her her other kids' names are Santonio, like S A N Antonio, and then and uh, Santonio Holmes, Super Bowl winner for the Pittsburgh. Oh, there Steelers. you go, yeah. Um, and Asia, which is S E E apostrophe A S I A, Asia. Like, okay, <laughs> all right, what do you got? And she said Emiliana, and we were like, holy crap, no way! And Super like, close, literally, yeah. like. We broke down crying and she broke down crying. And then she was like, yeah. And so after we like get over the fact that we both picked the same name, which is amazing. Uh, she was like, yeah, I want to spell it A-H apostrophe M-I-L-L-I-O-N million A-H. Mm. So ah apostrophe million ah. <laughs> so mm. ah milliana. <laughs> so we're like, ah, maybe we can meet halfway. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> probably probably for the best. So Tim and Billy admiring little Steve. Uh, <laughs> Tim tells Billy, "Hey, listen, why don't you stay home and be a dad for a day? I'll cover things at Riggins Rigs." Billy's like, "Yeah, we got two cars coming in. You sure you can handle it?" But uh, Tim assures him, "Yep, I got it." Uh, Tim leaves with uh, he lets Steve know, uh, "All right, little man." Keep your guard up. Stay angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kid's going to turn out to be an ass 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, as he leaves, he kind of looks back. He sees Billy being completely in love with his kid. Yeah. And, Doing some baby talk. Yep. So we get a little uh, touching moment there. Yeah. Back at uh, the East Dillon Lions field, it's all torn up. The police are there. They. Buddy makes a point to be like, this was Dylan Panthers. Uh, the police are like, well, let's not jump to conclusions. We'll 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 investigate it and we'll get back to you, which to me was a a real like um yeah. they don't care. Um they are not gonna charge any East or West Dylan Panthers. They are Yeah, we're we're uh, gonna look into it, coach. Don't you worry about it. We'll get back okay. to you. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. We'll get back to you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, it seems half-hearted at best. Yep. Because they also seem to know that it was definitely some some Panthers. For sure. Uh, Tammy calls over to coach uh, from West Dillon to East Dillon. She's got Wade Aikman with her speakerphone. Aikman says, hey, if anyone from our team had anything to do with it, We'll uh, suspend them. We'll make sure that they don't play in the game, um, which is bull crap. We don't yeah. believe that. And and coach doesn't buy it either. He's pretty pissed off. He tells Wade, like, tell you what, Wade, uh, we'll talk about this later. Let me talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Call me back in an hour. Uh, so he and Tammy just connect briefly and coach kind of says, I'm not playing on a fair playing field here. Tammy says, well, neither am I. Tim and Becky, we see next they're hanging out on Tim's land. I don't understand completely why Tim and Becky are hanging out. Why Tim is putting himself in this situation that he like very clearly 
you know, he knows Becky likes him, but yet doesn't really want that to happen. But yet he and Becky are spending yeah. time together. Like I took this. it. As, I, I think know. it makes sense because they had made a connection, a non-sexual connection, while yeah. Tim was living um, in the trailer by in their house. They're they're good friends. I would say at this time. Um, I think it's it makes sense, especially since they got cut off the last time that they yeah connected. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to to be hanging out. Like okay. I think at this point they're established friends. Um and the last time that we saw them, they got disconnected in the mm-hmm. middle of, mm-hmm. of talking. So yeah, that's fair. Uh Tim says, like, I never thought I'd say this, but I think I've got it figured out. Yeah. Um this is kind of what life's all about, you know, with the baby and with the land and with having the Riggins rigs things going on. seems like Tim is finally happy and satisfied and content yeah. and he's kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. He it. says like for the first time in my life, I can honestly say that I'm happy. Yeah. Which we love to see it for Tim Riggins. Absolutely. Well, yeah. even though uh, yeah. rewatching the show, we know we that know. anytime that, anything good happens for Tim. Uh, the other, the other shoe's about to drop, mm-hmm. but just for this moment. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Um, Becky drops, uh, Tim. I love you on him. Tim, of course, once again says, we can't do this. I'm sorry at this point though. So in the past I've been like, Oh, Tim and Becky are way too far apart in age. Like this is weird. At this point, I found myself being like, come on, Tim. Like, right. Becky is so sweet. Um, yeah. I feel like we have nothing but goodwill for Becky, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't. Yeah, There's absolutely. not really any reason to dislike no. Becky whatsoever. So, I was I was a little disappointed in Tim's reaction here. Yeah. I, yeah, I had thought maybe that maybe things had turned around at this point. Um you know, I think we've talked about this before, but something that I truly and deeply believe is that beautiful people should be together. Um, and <laughs> yeah. they're they're both beautiful people. Beautiful um, people. You know, I think I've probably said that about Tim and Lila before. I think Tim right. should just be with anybody beautiful because he is beautiful. Um, <laughs> he hasn't had a bad option so far. Then it's so true. Lila yeah, or Tyra he's been or Becky. Yeah. And uh, we don't even know the Sanderson sisters or whatever their name is, but the, <laughs> oh but. That's a deep pull guess, right there. Yeah, I'm guessing that they're fine as hell too. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think at this point, I think the audience is made to feel more comfortable with the relationship um, as well. I mean, he's just out of high school. He's maybe 19, 20 at the most if he was held back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four years is less of a time than my relationship. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we've, we've done the, the math, the twice your age divided or divided by seven or minus seven or whatever the hell Mm -hmm. it is. But, um, yeah, it does feel right, but he does decline. He still says, and probably because if I had to guess his character's motivation at this point, it's probably not as motivated by age as it is motivated by, um, what her mom already feels about, uh, her (laughs) assumption of their relationship. I imagine he's like, I don't need to get into any more trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, with anybody, I just, yeah. I've yeah. said this before. I think you're right on with that. I've I've said this before, and I don't think that you remember either. I do not remember who Tim ends up with here 
At this I'm point, pretty sure, but I don't know for sure. I don't know if you can set that aside, but who are you rooting for at this point? Honestly, I'm rooting for Lila. Um, because even though I hate Landry at this point, I I do think that he and Tyra are in a way meant for each other, mm. uh, for better or for worse. But mm-hmm. for some reason, my brain says that Tim and Tyra end up together. That's in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. But yeah. then maybe Lila just never comes back, but I don't know who she would end up with because I don't think that... Because I also kind of want... Um, even despite the situation, I do kind of want um, Becky to end up with Luke, but mm. yeah, that makes sense. I kind of want that for Luke. I'm I'm probably just uh, recency biased in this, but at this point, after this scene, I'm like, eh, Becky and Tim should end for sure. together. No, I think I um, think so. Yeah, yeah. So that's my think, current stance, but it probably will change. Yeah, uh, I think I think the only reason that I'm rooting for Tyra and or I'm sorry, uh, Tim and Lila is because I don't want Tyra to end up with Landry, or because I do want Tyra to end up with Landry because I think that they, in a way, deserve each other, and I mean that <laughs> positively and negatively. Um, <laughs> that's but I a do, complex statement for sure. Yeah, but I do think that that Tim and Lila or Tim and Tyra end up together. So okay. Um, but I, I would rather Tim and if if I had to if I had to if I'm shipping them myself, mm-hmm. um, fantasy shipping, I'm doing uh, Tim and Lila, Landry and Tyra, Becky and Luke. But I don't think it ends out that way. And of course, Julian the Swede. <laughs> you man, that's a bit. That's a bit. That last part's a bit. Oh boy. I was with you all the way up until that point. That was a bit. That was a bit. <laughs> um. Okay. Next we see Vince getting ready to um, get back at the guy who killed mm-hmm. Calvin. So he's kind of preparing for uh, the head Bozo to pick him up in his Cadillac or whatever he drives. Yeah. Jess shows up at the door. Um. She wants to talk about what he said to Landry. Yes. Um, which is weird and I don't completely The understand. fact that even she's concerned, she knows that Landry gaslit him. Like, I think maybe this is her realization. Mm. Like, oh man, this guy sucks. <laughs> Get back on the Vince train. But, but it's too late. Yeah. Uh, the head bozo shows up. Jess comes to an understanding yeah uh just knows kind of picks up what's going on here uh what vince is getting ready to do she tries to stop him says like i know uh that good guy inside of you um it gets pretty intense at this point vince yeah yeah she she kind of sees she says i know what's going on here he basically says like um well he goes and grabs a gun yeah um and like Whatever this is, chambers a bullet. Chambers a bullet. Um, I'm embarrassed as I'm going right now. I don't know what that's. <laughs> I couldn't think of the term. Um, co- I was gonna say cocks it, but that's not the yeah, right term. No, that that um, works. That would works. be okay. Yeah. Sure. So he he yeah grabs grabs a pistol, does the uh, pull on the top, chambers the bullet, um, cocks it, if you will. She already knew that that was where it was going, but she at that point is like, no, stop, be this good guy. 
he like, yeah, it kind of pushes her up against a wall <laughs> and says like, I'm not a good guy. I'm a monster. Mm-hmm. He leaves and she kind of uh, is distraught. She kind of collapses against the wall. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's trying to convince himself as much absolutely. as he's trying to convince yep. her. I think, and I think the Landry thing is what also, I mean, I think he, he, he feels a debt to the bozo because he lent him $4,000 uh, in mm-hmm. turn in turn to do crime or whatever. Um, <laughs> to do crime. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's as eloquently as the writers yep. are basically putting it. So yeah, fair. Uh, and I think him seeing Jess with Landry is the last straw of him basically being like, all right, you know, I'm kind of pushed to, uh, he kind of, I think, thinks in a way subconsciously that he's fulfilling his own destiny. Right. Yep. For sure. Uh, next, we see Tim working at the shop. He's uh, playing a lot of air guitar. Rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> He's rocking out for sure. He's enjoying his life. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on that high, we assume, of you know what we saw earlier of him saying, like, for the first time in my life, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. The cops yeah. show up. They've got questions about some missing cars. Um, they're pretty aggressive in their approach towards Tim. So, yeah. crap. Yeah, yep. All right, next we see Vince and the head bozo. Uh, they're in the car. They're taking a drink, getting getting their guns ready. Yeah, I get the uh, sawed-off shotgun handed to Vince. Um, they apparently didn't make it very far because this thing was supposed to be like two hours away, like a, you know, a, quite a drive away. Um, they're at a stoplight, which I had originally assumed was supposed like right presumably by. like in the next town over. Yeah, like, like or two hours far. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they he takes a drink from this. Uh, what I'm guessing was probably like a rugged bottom shelf whiskey or something. That's in it's I because originally I thought it was like a a beer or something, but it's in a paper bag. You can't really yeah, see what it's it is. Liquor but for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that and kind of going over it, Vince, um. Seems pretty unsure. He's kind of like looking at the gun. Eventually gets out of the car before the light turns green. Yeah. Uh, the f- head bozo is kind of like, hey, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Kind of takes a, uh, I mean, shoots toward events. I wouldn't say at yeah. events. I think yeah. a warning shot. Mm-hmm. A warning shot for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Vince keeps going. Um, he doesn't really back down. So the head bozo kind of says, listen, if you don't do this, uh, <laughs> basically you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Vince says, all right, uh, do what you got to do. The guy, the head bozo pistol whips him in the face, but doesn't end up killing him. Says this isn't over. Uh, you're kind of in deep crap at this point. Yep. Um, we don't have any sound, but we see Vince yelling, really angry, overwhelmed, yes. sad, um, mm-hmm. for sure. I did not understand 
I guess this is more the next scene with Vince, but yes, I also do not understand where they're at at this point because it it seems very clear that they're like outside of this guy's house two hours away. Yeah, because they're like going over the plan. They're like, here's what we're going to do. Like, it seemed like the kind of thing that you would save for the last like 10 minutes of the drive. (laughs) They're chambering a bullet in the guns. Like, it's time to go. Uh, But then later we find out that Vince has walked home, which a two hour drive, Mm -hmm. 120 miles. They were definitely still in Dillon. They definitely had not yet left the city limits of Dillon, but apparently they wanted to to get that that plan down before they even left town. So, and make sure that they had bullets in the chamber before they ever left town. But, but uh, meanwhile, over at, uh, there is this meeting. This this felt kind of like Friday Night Lights the movie um, to me. Felt like the scene yeah. in the diner when they do, or like the, the neutral toss. diner where they do the coin toss. Mm-hmm. We got uh, all the coaches lined up from East Dillon on one side of the table. All the coaches from West Dillon on the other yeah. side of the table. You've got uh, some fans outside holding up handmade signs, homemade mm-hmm. signs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. I didn't make that connection, but it does definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is reminiscent of that for yeah. sure. Uh, Joe McCoy is just being a pure scumbag uh. is like, Oh, uh, he is like, you know, we talked to not only the players on our team, but also their parents and every single one of them was accounted for. And it's like, yeah, get real, man. <laughs> uh, he says, this was not retaliation. Buddy is indignant as this at this, like retaliation for what? Uh, our guys put toothpicks in your field. That's a prank. What uh, what happened to East Dillon is vandalism. Um, the but also the, it's like in what universe? Like oh, so just some random person drove on the field. Right. Not only drove on the field, did cookies, but also tore down the freaking field goal post. Like. Yeah. This but was I think, targeted. Yeah. yeah, obviously targeted. And yeah, Joe McCoy is just looking like a pure, and he just gets this. He has such a like tone. He has real, like, I don't know, like small town pastor energy. <laughs> uh, this very just like, well, I have this particular social position, so I'm more right than you automatically uh, attitude. Uh, it's yeah. just absolutely infuriating. Yeah. The uh, district manager says like, hey, 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 listen, this is just a game. Coach says, Coach Taylor says, um, we're receiving threatening phone calls at all yeah. hours of the night. Our home has been vandalized. Our field has been destroyed. Don't patronize us and tell us that this is just a game. And the district manager does kind of apologize at this point. Like, I'm sorry. Um, but hey, listen, uh, because of like Thanksgiving and all that that's going on, we're unable to find a neutral Thanksgiving. side. You know, what does Thanksgiving have to do with anything here? Nothing at all. Nothing I put that all. in all caps. Thanksgiving question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, but Wes Dillon has proposed that uh, we use their field for this yeah, game. This com- well, not even they don't even say that. Just say, it. but there was a proposal from mm. from West Dillon, and the entire restaurant or the entire diner, or whatever it is, erupts. 
this is where I kind of alluded to it earlier. This is where I got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are the Dylan Panthers so worried? They're like, literally, if they win this game, they make the playoffs. They're playing against a team that, to my knowledge, has one win the entire yeah. season and just lost Barely. their best player. <laughs> Right. Why are they so worried about playing on the f-ing East Dillon Field? Like <laughs> Which, it's literally in the same town. It's You're still gonna have town. more fans in your. You're gonna have more fans. You're gonna have more fans. There's no reason to go this far. There's like maybe a ten percent advantage of the the Lions getting home field advantage. At you. Most. St- Still have like you're gonna have more fans there of the because there's just not that many East Dillon fans. Like no, it's in the same we it's know in the same f-ing town. It's <laughs> like there's no it like there's and this is a bad team. They have one like <laughs> I said. I think one recorded win this season, maybe two. Yeah, and they just lost Luke Cafferty. So what are you so worried about? Like why are you going to these lengths? <sighs> I understand it's rivalry week, but for crying out loud, you should not. Like, if I'm Joe McCoy, realistically, I'm like, oh, we're gonna crush these guys. Yeah, I don't even like, care. Let's just this is move not on. even. This yeah. is like, like season one Dylan Panthers against like whatever crap team they had to have played. One team <laughs> that was just like a walk, like one of yeah. those they where they didn't even show the game. They just like talk about it one week where they're like, Oh yeah, we absolutely <laughs> crushed them for even with Matt Saracen on experienced quarterback. I'm at the helm. Like we beat right. them 45 to zero or whatever. Like that should yeah. be this kind of game that they go into. Like, yeah. no, but I don't understand their motivation. Scrambling. Cause it no, started with them bitching dumb. about the field, which was an obvious, like, Ah, it's so like, why are they doing this? I just, that's what I've written. My notes is just like, why are they doing this? Uh, I would, are they acting like this? Say the only answer is Joe McCoy is one smug, vindictive son of a bitch. That's the only thing that I can think of is they're like, coach Taylor is a better coach. Yeah. Is well, yeah. And even just sticking it to coach. A little bit because we know it's that just Joe McCoy and Wade doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but even then, like it doesn't make any sense. They should not be even with. It doesn't matter how like and this is something Angie and I have argued about back and forth, and because she has talked about like how much of a difference does a coach actually make, and I think a coach does make a difference. But you also you have to have a great coach and great talent. Yeah, like end of story. Mm-hmm. And the East Dillon Lions has right now. Vince, and that's it. They've lost Luke. I mean, we got Tinker. Tinker's obvious. I mean, Tinker's a superstar. He's probably an All-American. <laughs> Dallas Tinker. <laughs> All right. Vince gets back to his house. Jess is waiting there. We At this point, I assume that Vince has walked 120 miles <laughs> <laughs> back to his house. Yeah. Uh, but Jess is waiting there for him. She Still never there. Left. She never left. Yep. It's, it's three nights later. <laughs> he, <is>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tells her he didn't go through with it. She cries and hugs him. Is yeah, very kind of embrace. That. We get a music emotional. cue here. I assume yes. you picked this up. I did. And I will be honest with you. It is the fastest 
that Shazam has ever. I mean, oh, this, really? we're talking in like one second. It might have been because I still had it open from the Shazam I did before. Oh, maybe it was um, the already. Los Halos. I think I think that's what exactly mm-hmm. what was going on is that it was listening already because I hit it and it was. I mean, wow, a second. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a Dan Auerbach solo. Dan Auerbach hmm. uh, song called "When the Night Comes." It was very distinctive. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just uh, tried to type in Dan Auerbach, but I hit the A key first in the autocomplete on my address bar, askaninja.com. <laughs> oh, that is a 15. That's an outdated <laughs> pop culture yeah. reference of the week. Wow. Why did that happen? <laughs> Dan Auerbach. What is he? Oh, Black Keys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so, one half of the black keys. Yeah, you're right. you were the Dan Auerbach of this podcast. <laughs> I'm the Patrick Carney of the podcast. There you go. I think our listeners will agree. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought this song was nice, so yeah, I'll take the Dan Auerbach. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was not an insult on either of our parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a pretty distinctive music cue, and so we get a, kind of it our felt, end it, of the it, episode. It, uh, I can't remember indie was song. This, actually, I think it was the Los Halo song that I thought sounded like Bright Eyes. Mm. This one didn't. I think there's there's one that I meant I meant to make a note and I didn't because I was like I remember it not knowing that we would record <laughs> for three and a half hours right um, tonight. But um, yeah, I think it was the 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 Los Halos song that sounded like uh, yeah that sounded like Bright Eyes. But this was yeah this had a I'm not sure what. Um, I thought it just had a very distinctive end of a Friday Night Lights uh, episode vibe to it. So we get the little mm-hmm. montage. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. We get a shot of Jess and Vince hugging, but it's like there's this shot. This is some good cinematography in my opinion. We see Jess and Vince hugging, but it's like through the spokes of the bike that Landry gave her. I don't know if you, you saw that. Yeah. Or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So we see, yeah. Vince and Jess making this like very intimate emotional connection. <laughs> and we see yeah, Landry's bike. That. No, that's yeah. good. I didn't know. Yeah. That's, I thought it was good. Uh, and then we cut to Landry who appears to be waiting at Ray's barbecue. Yeah, he's apparently Jess. waiting for Jess, and it's hard to tell if he thinks that she's working or if he's waiting for her to just to show out there. Because, because either what what, what we're gonna assume based on your uh, assumption earlier is Jess's aunt comes out like as she's clothing closing yeah. and is like she's not coming, and it was almost as if to say weird. like, but it's like he could still wait there if he wanted to. That's a public parking lot. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. You don't need to come out and say anything. I didn't completely understand it either. Uh, he does give up and leave. Did he like hand her a bouquet of flowers or something to give? Oh, Jess? I didn't I notice that. If, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. The next scene in the montage is uh, we see Billy and Tim in the holding cell. Mm-hmm. jail uh apparently the cops have gotten to billy as well um oh, I, I didn't take it as that i took it as that tim's arrested and billy has was tim's call and billy is there like i thought it seemed like they were both in the cell together uh, waiting it out 
Okay. I I maybe maybe it's because of what I know. Right. Happens, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. But I I interpreted it differently. Okay. But. Um so yeah, my impression is that they were both in a cell together. I'm legitimately devastated at this point as I'm watching for yeah, both oh, Tim for and sure. Billy. You know, if Billy actually is in the cell, I'm devastated for him as a father. Like wow that would gut mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. obviously tim finally found happiness and it's ripped from him in yeah. a matter of hours two guys that you know their hearts are in the right place even though you know they're right i mean they're i mean idiots you, but we, we we grew up in small town south dakota we know a hundred of these guys right uh dip <laughs> with their hearts in the right place <laughs> uh it's a good way yeah. to put it yeah you gotta feel bad for him yep Coach goes home, tells Tammy that uh, the game's going to be held at West Dillon. Tammy says, yeah, I heard something about that. Um, the phone rings. Coach beats the hell out of the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The phone rings and Coach doesn't even like, yeah, he just gets up and just destroys it. <laughs> he has no interest in answering it. He just eliminates yeah. it. I don't know what a uh, cordless phone cost in... 2010 but i imagine at that point like they're already phasing them out yeah like it's probably like a ten dollar purchase you gotta know that like yeah you know you know because that's what i and this is something that i think we've discussed on the show before is um is acting out of emotion instead of like logic and i think we've we've differed on this before yes um, specifically with phones was my example, oh yeah right I yeah, chucked yeah, yeah. The phone myself yeah, i couldn't yeah. I, I couldn't remember i couldn't remember i knew that we talked about it i couldn't remember what it was because <laughs> yeah. that was a thing that i would that i would never do mm-hmm. but i think that if i knew a court i think i would go like okay how much does this thing cost okay i can destroy this um <laughs> right. so that's yeah my mind yeah that's interesting that yeah <laughs> that's where my mind went phones. was yeah th- like this is immediately where my mind went was oh yeah cordless phone is like 10 bucks hell yeah like beat the hell out of it beat yeah. the hell out of that yeah, yeah <laughs> that was sure. a much better decision than what the decision i made <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> to right. chuck my 300 dollar phone across the room yeah, yeah for sure uh, uh, he apologizes. Tammy says it's fine. Uh, she says that she is going to make the apology statement. Yep. Um, yep. So, well, no, no, does she? Does she she says say she's going to make a statement. Yeah. She says she's going to make a statement and Ooh. coach asks which statement she's going to make. Oh, I missed that. I just, yep. I think I just assumed that she was going to make the apology. No. So Tammy says, She's going to make a statement. Coach says which statement, but before she can answer, Julie comes down and is like, is everything okay? okay? Because she heard coach beating the hell out. She heard coach destroy the phone. (laughs) Uh, End of episode. Correct. Yeah. Roll credits out there. Roll credits. Uh, End of episode. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. Finally. Okay, we're back. We're going to start this week like we always do with our Coach Taylor inspo rating for our first award of the week. Uh, how do we feel about Coach this week? He's got a lot going on, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's got a lot to worry about with uh, the field. We got some prank shenanigans going on. Um, we've got prank calls coming not only from a anti-lion perspective, but from an anti-Tammy Taylor perspective. Right. So he's he's going through it. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's going through it. Um, is he inspiring? Not necessarily. I can't think of no. any. Um, inspiring thing he does i think um depends on how you define inspiring with his uh right. little moment uh with the uh the practice thing where he kind of punishes landry which we love because landry <laughs> deserves to be punished <laughs> way more than that um but uh i mean yeah i'm i'm gonna I, i'm gonna say a two or three that's exactly where i'm at i would say he's not inspiring he is merely surviving which is commendable. He's hanging in there. Um, but I thought a two is about where I would put him. Um, so if that's where you're at and that's where I'm at, that's what we're going to go with. I like it. Uh, we're going to put coach at a two. Julie Taylor, hate meter Do we hate Julie this week? Um, I don't know if we do. Um, I don't know if there's a lot to hate about Julie. We get, I mean, the, the early scene with her getting with Tammy is arguable because, um, you were almost on the Tammy Taylor hate meter, which, uh, you know. Yeah. We're not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I may have podcast said that. partnership right now. Yeah. I, I may have said that, but you know I didn't mean it. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but outside of that, the only thing that we get with Julie is really sympathetic. We see her talking with Coach. Yep. Um, I, uh, I did. I, I wouldn't say hate. But with the dinner scene, the meat thing, yeah, I don't cook flesh. Yeah, as a uh, a hardcore <laughs> carnivore, um, that's uh, I think I would have a tough time, a tougher time than Coach did with that. Honestly, <laughs> I'm ready to up the the Coach Taylor inspire rating to to three <laughs> just for dealing with that as as responsibly as he did because. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I think that's something to aspire to, but uh, no, not not a lot to hate uh, Julie for here. I'm going to go with like a one. I'm I was even willing to go into the negatives and go a negative one. Um, wow. Me to zero. Me to zero. I think zero is the right the yeah. right uh, choice because I don't think there's anything overwhelmingly positive. I just felt kind of generally like hey, I don't hate you so. Um, I think zero is the right call. She kind of evens out. It's a wash for Julie. Big rig beer tally. I did make a note of one for sure. I had one too. Yeah. In the, uh, at, uh, Riggins rigs when he's air guitaring. (laughs) I gotta say not a great scene. I didn't particularly enjoy. (laughs) I I mean, you had to, uh, you had to have, um, I think, yeah, he should have just been working on a car. It was weird. It was real weird. Do people really play air guitar when they're like by themselves? I do. At home? Okay. All right. Okay. I actually probably do air drums more than I do air, air drums for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I was thinking maybe because I actually play guitar, then maybe I don't do air guitar. You know, maybe that like cancels. I don't play out, any but... instruments. Um, <laughs> but I definitely do. I do both. I think I, I, I don't know if I ever like, get on the floor 
air yeah guitar. he was like leaning back and i play air drums all the time I maybe feel like sure that's i mean natural here's the thing is we see and this is the question um because we had it on twitter today is um is implied beer count you know if he's mm. if he's oh yeah he's cut loose you, listen uh-huh. I've had a few of these rum and diets tonight. I can't say that I'm not going to air guitar on this very floor tonight. <laughs> you know, I've had a few of these. Will you get on your knees and lay back and, and, uh, go to that links though. We'll see. We'll All see. Right. All right. Um, let us know. I've, I've done some weird <laughs> while by myself and drunk. So fair enough. Um, I don't drink. I, I, I always feel like I have to clarify this. I don't drink alone very often. Actually. I think it's very weird to drink alone. <laughs> Um, I think I made a clear, make this clarification when I, um, when Mike and Harris and I were supposed to drink together all day, which didn't even happen, um, uh, on Labor Day weekend, uh, uh a few episodes ago, yeah. I had announced, I was like, I'm so excited to drink all day tomorrow. It didn't even happen. He, he had drank too much the night that we recorded, uh, which is why I, yeah, I personally that I was like, I'm going to hold back. Yeah. I, I've never been more disappointed in my life. I was so all I planned my weekend around drinking all day Boo. and it didn't even happen. So Mike owes um, us another five bucks for that. I just I just <laughs> I I literally just laid on my couch and I watched like Legally Blonde and something else that day, which <laughs> oh, it was a bummer of a day. That's how much of a bummer it was. Yeah. But uh oh, so boy. I I, I want to clarify that um I, I do like to drink. I really like to drink, but I, I do it only almost exclusively. Um, in social settings, in the very least, like Angie's around. When I, like, it's weird for me to have a beer by myself, even. Like, that's strange for me, unless I'm like in a foreign city and I want to like yeah. feel comfortable eating by myself. Like, that's that's something that's weird for me. Like, I'll go to a movie oh, by myself, no problem. Me. I don't like to eat by myself. I hate to eat. By it's myself. my favorite thing. I literally in public, in public, in public. Like, I'll go and like I went to Pickle Barrel the day. I went to Pickle Barrel today and like got a sandwich, but mm. like came home and ate it. Every Tuesday after chapel, I go to the Mexican restaurant in Orange City. I walk in. They say, just one. And I say, just <laughs> one. They bring me to the table. They say, Diet no. Coke. I say, <laughs> Diet Coke. They say, do you need a menu? I say, nope. Mm. They say, Chorapoyo. I say, Chorapoyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They I don't bring have me that my golf. Diet Coke, my Chorapoyo. I'll do it. And- Listen, if, I, if I'm in Minneapolis or if I'm in Chicago or if I'm in any major city that yeah. I am not usually in, I'll do it 100%. When I, uh-huh. when I went and visited, uh, when Jordan Erickson was living in Chicago, yeah. some of the best days of my life, I, I did uh, went to the Goose Island uh, brew pub downtown, oh, nice. ate by myself, went to yeah. Harry Carey's um, on... Uh, did you have place, a hot dog? <laughs> went to Harry Carey's in uh, a Navy Pier by myself. Uh-huh. And I remember the guy, I was wearing my SDSU sweat uh, hoodie. And uh-huh. he, before I even showed him my ID, he goes, you live in Brookings? And that's when I knew. That was, that was my moment where I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, people know what yeah. SDSU is, which is weird. And I think the, the I think the Jackrabbit mascot right. helps. I think Absolutely. by that point, like we'd maybe made like a SDSU or made... N NCAA tournament and yeah. people were like Jack. Right? They're aware. Like yeah. you live in Brookings. Um, because I remember he did ask me for my ID, which was Brookings at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I I don't mind that. But like it, even in Sioux Falls, but, it, but that was the thing with uh 
with Brookings was a little bit of a hurdle was going to movies by myself. So maybe now that I live in Sioux Falls, like yeah. going to restaurants by myself will become a little bit easier now that it's, now that it's a, uh, you know, like 200,000 person metro right. area. You're a little more in or no, yeah. two, more than 200,000 per person city. It's like a 300,000 person yeah. metro area. Now, That's where so. it's at. Yeah. Today, I, feel a little more comfortable. today I walked into the, into the Mexican restaurant because we have Monday and Tuesday off. So I didn't have my regular Tuesday uh, Mexican food yeah. with myself. So uh, actually a student asked me if I wanted to get lunch. So I said, yeah, let's go to Tulipanes. And uh, so we went there and I walked in and she wasn't there yet. <laughs> and they walked up to me and they said one. And I said <laughs> two. And they said, oh, that's, all right. Um, that's funny because um, now I go to Lamb's like once a week. And it's always, 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 always the same lady that's working yeah. the counter. There's it's the, it's always the one lady. Yeah. It's always different people that answer the phone, but it's always the one lady that's working the counter. Mm -hmm. So without a doubt, now I'm at a point where she sees me come in and she looks at the receipt and says, it's never Anthony. It's always Anthony. It's never the H. <laughs> but no matter who's running the phone, it's always different people on the phone. But yeah. I'll walk in and she'll go take out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had it yesterday. Had lambs yesterday and Beautiful. I still, and they've, they've changed their noodles. They changed the big noodles. They're not as big. They're not as wide. Oh, wow. I actually was there Tuesday. Wow. I was picking up guitars. <laughs> I went and grabbed, I know I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, I grabbed a quick lunch at lambs and picked up like the nine guitars that I had in the shop. Boy, if and, I would have uh, got lunch there, Tuesday and walked in and saw your ass. <laughs> I Ooh, thought about it. Buddy. I thought about it. I thought about it. And there was actually a guy who had a beard and long hair when I walked in. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I would have killed you. I really would have. No. no, it was a, it was a quick trip, but, uh, still fantastic. And I, used I do, I do. I want to eat there in person. And cause I was looking at their menu and I was like, oh, shit, there's still a lot of like, now I'm like, there's some interesting sounding stuff on here. I kind of mm. want to eat there. But I don't want to go there as a as a. I mean, I'm a I'm a carryout veteran at this point. But I'm yeah. a in person rookie because I've I've done the math now. Like I'm at a point where I'm like, all right, I know exactly what time to call in because I know what time I'm gonna mm. clock out, mm. and I know exactly how long it takes me not only from my apartment to there, but from like my apartment, <laughs> like right. putting on shoes down the stairs <laughs> to there. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well, I've got, uh, they missed, they messed up one of my repairs on the guitars that I got to do. So, uh, I will let you know, please, uh, please when do I'm, when I'm coming back in. We'll, we'll hook it up. No Matt Saracen this week. So no Matt Saracen, Ashok Scoofus, Malufus moment of the week. Any Donnie buddy Garrity? Yes. We had some, some buddy. Um, we had the, <laughs> You know, him really raging against the Panthers, like on yep. the whole. I don't know if it was um, sleaze bag, but yeah. it was definitely, um, I mean, I think maybe it was calling out other sleaze bag, you know, uh, yeah. tiger, tiger knows their stripes type of situation. <laughs> I wonder if we have moved past the need for the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Let's not remove it just yet. Uh, I, I think you might have some sleeves left. <laughs> For sure. But it's like once you took out 
uh, Lila because Lila's not really around right. much anymore. There's n- less need for Buddy to be sleazy. And mm-hmm. then once Buddy was knocked down about 10 pegs with the Panthers, uh, I feel like he's become a more sympathetic character. So, yeah, I think I do think him taking the side of the more sympathetic downbeaten character mm-hmm. uh, a team at least um, I think that definitely helped with him not being such a sleazebag but I, I think let's not yeah, count him out from yeah. being a sleazebag yep, in the future I'm with you. the Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week I feel like we finally have something here I mean uh, what do you choose I yeah. I, I, I think the pick is uh, him saying well you know we talked to the parents and We've got every single player on this team accounted for. He's completely orchestrated this situation. And yeah. and and the way the police were like, oh, you know, we measured the tires and we're gonna <laughs> get we, we don't know everybody in this town with that size of tires, but we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Oh okay. I bet you could probably narrow it down. <laughs> uh notable music cues. We had a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, we had Dan Auerbach with When the Night Comes, and we had Los Halos um, with My Heart as an Arrow. Both good. Um, you know, I'm I'm predisposed to Dan Auerbach because I am a Black Keys fan, especially yeah. of this era, and I am also predisposed to Los Arrows, be- or Los Arrows, Los <laughs> Halos, uh, Los Halos, because... Um, it sounded like bright eyes and I now am I like, I'm, I feel like as a almost 34 year old bright eyes is hitting with me. You're getting, yeah, it's clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to go with the Dan Auerbach cause I sure. didn't notice the first one, sure. the Los Halos. So I'm good with that. We'll go with that. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week. I feel like you said something, uh, lending somebody an iPod, Yes. So uh, they have that playlist. Yeah. Even though it ended up being pretty stupid, uh, what Jess had for him. But also for Jess, like just burn him a CD. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the idea was so he could practice while yeah. you're in the crowd noise and you can't really, you know, you're going to get much skips. Easier. You're yeah. going to get skips on a CD when. Well, it depends on how many seconds of skip protection you have on your right. CD player. You know, if you got that 25 second skip protection. That's that's a different thing, but uh, quote of the episode. <laughs> I think uh, coaches, <laughs> you can just go to hell. Was the one that made me laugh. Uh, probably yep. the most. I like it. I don't. I know that throughout my notes, I wrote a few quotes down, but nothing that I wrote with the des- designation of being a potential quote of the week. So, yep. uh, let's go with that. The the laugh and ha 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 you can go to hell. <laughs> Lions suck. <laughs> well, you can just go to hell. Uh MVP of the episode. Who stuck out the most on this one? I'd almost be inclined to give this one to Vince. Mm-hmm. Um partially out of sympathy for being gaslit by Landry, but also for make for doing the right thing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he really turns it around with his decision at the end. I think that's a great choice. And I don't think there's really any other decent nominations for the award. So yeah, Tammy, I, Tammy Taylor would be, I mean, that's who I vote <laughs> for every single time. Um, I'm just going to throw her name in the ring. But fair enough. 
I, I, I'm going to give it to Vince here. All right. Congratulations, Vince. You are this week's MVP of the episode. Episode rating. What are we going to give this one? This has been stronger than the last few weeks. We still have some of those like really gross tropes. Um, specifically Vince's uh, friend in the ridiculous uh, like black car. Yep. It's like one of those jokes in the sneaker community where it's like uh, if you wear black or Air Force Ones, like you automatically <laughs> commit crimes. It's like if you drive a, a, yeah. a black vehicle like that, like you commit crimes. It's yep. it's it's a borderline trope, but uh, outside of that, I, I I do think this was a stronger episode than the last few. We didn't have so much like a two two dimensional like borderline mm-hmm. like borderline uh, like comic um, yeah. stuff. Uh, this is I'll give this like a a strong six to a light seven. It's still not like a masterpiece, but uh, but it's it's an improvement. Yeah, on the last few episodes, it's still. I mean, season four. Uh, eh. You know, I can't speak strongly for it. It's. It still feels like it's. It's. It's almost like a new show trying to find its footing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the new East Dillon setting helps, but hurts. So, um, I, d- I did like some of the uh, some of the moments, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a light seven. I'll give it a seven. I like it. That's that's about where I want it to be as well. Once again, nothing special, but also solid. This did get an uptick in the IMDb rating. Uh, we I think we've consistently been at an 8.2 for quite a few episodes on IMDb. This is the uh, the IMDb rating is 8.9 on this one. So um, that seems high, but it. I think it fairly reflects if the last like four episodes right. have been 8.2. Right. Sure. We're being this constructively critical. Like, yep. you know, let's see Billy and Mindy Regans be, be like that. They're probably oh giving every gosh. episode a 10. If they even, <laughs> if they even, if they even bring themselves to rate an episode, I don't think instead of enough like circle jerking themselves and be like, we were on the show. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, accidentally clicked. I used next. to live with Glenn from the show. <laughs> right. Uh, I just accidentally clicked the next episode button uh, to see the season finale IMDb page. And it has a high rating, but more importantly, the picture for next episode, it, the, the episode title is Thanksgiving and the picture is buddy and Ma Colette at a Thanksgiving table. Uh, oh, smiling man. at each other. So yeah. I am, I'm ready for this. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> I really, yeah. Uh, so we've got that to look forward to. We don't know at this point who's going to be our guest, but we'll figure something out for the season. Yeah, finale. we'll find a guest. You know, uh, guests are assumed on season finales. Yep. Uh, all right. So we're given a seven to this episode um any social media shout outs this we week? did yeah we did we have some some interactions this week it's been a big week because this is the third episode we've recorded this week but things have been consistent on the yep. social media uh since we had um so we had uh dave bachman tiger who, dave tiger dave who um 
says, uh, I have to call out Haven Iron Oak on the synopsis. Not only is it too long and detailed, but it's inaccurate. Tammy mentions that Boston College was her dream school, but it definitely wasn't her alma mater. I think we maybe mentioned that on the last show. Yep, yep. But we had responded to him. Um, probably, I think that might have been right, while we right were recording there. last yeah. week. So rewind. Um, Dave, who had pointed out, that uh, Boston College was not Tammy's alma mater, but it was her dream school. We had told him good catch. Um, <laughs> Josh had threatened to show up on Haven Iron Oak's uh, doorstep and correct him. Yep. <laughs> Dave said, LOL, be sure someone records that encounter for the podcast. So Josh, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting you to bring a, I mean, just even just hit the record button on your phone. Yep. I don't know if Androids have that technology. I understand that you're like, 20 years behind, but if you uh, have a like record audio on your phone, just maybe do that. Um, yeah, I, I fully plan on it. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Um, we had uh, Garrett, friend of the show, Crank Chop. Crank Chop, old Crank Chop. Pointed out Tim was drinking a beer when Becky came knocking on his trailer door at the end of, of uh, the episode. And uh, we pointed out that it was a good catch. Um, we had uh, Martin Blank. Said not cheating on you guys, but have you listened to any of Billy and Mindy's FNL podcast? Some interesting tidbits, and uh, you know we've mentioned on the show before, and we Josh, you did respond to yep. uh, to yep. Martin Blank. Yep. Um, said uh, we've talked about it a few times in the last episode. We are beefing, um, and we you know we talked about what what we're willing to talk about with what they're not you know i listened to the first episode i've not come back to it and, and honestly if i was a if i was me uh you know 15 months ago i wouldn't go back i you know it felt too it felt you know you know what it felt like is if i was listening to um this is a sioux falls residence only reference but if i was listening to like uh andy and tasha in the morning on 104.7 like it felt like that uh, scripted it, it had yep. that very scripted feel like they're doing uh like they're doing a, a scripted bit yeah it felt like a morning radio show and mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. it didn't have that natural like back and forth with some ad libs it felt extremely scripted so yep yep yeah that's uh that's like i might have mentioned i might have mentioned this before but i for a while i was listening to the office ladies podcast because i watch a lot of the office and uh they had pam and angela hosting a rewatch podcast and i listened to it for a while and enjoyed it but they really fell into the rut of like yeah this is what we're going to talk about. And the, yeah, like they yeah. had everything planned out. It's, it's, it it's a very, for me. a very scripted feel. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a very like, here's what we talk about. Here's what we don't talk about. Maybe we'll go a little off script, but we won't talk about that type of thing. <laughs> we so won't it, talk about how ugly Gracie is. We won't talk about coaches, seeker family. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just, it just doesn't have that feel of it, it feels very scripted and the ads don't help. I and mean, we've 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 <laughs> advertised for the Alamo Freeze on this show. We've advertised for Michael Joseph Harris on this show. We we've done advertisements. We're not overselling out. Please, by all means, <laughs> yeah, give us money. Us. We, we will take your money. Uh-huh. Um Martin Blank, you know, you <laughs> You he offered us, to buy us a beer. Just send yeah. us the five dollars for, yeah. for the beer, and we'll yeah. You can we live in South Dakota. Beers are cheap. You can get us two beers 
for like seven dollars. You can sure. get a you can get a pitcher we'll of tip. rum and coke for we'll seven dollars in Brookings. Uh, yeah, we'll tip. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Nile in Wales, send us like uh, I don't know, like nine pounds. I don't know what the exchange <laughs> rate the, is. Yeah, what the conversion? But probably that's gonna uh, do it. Um, you know, and and you can get sponsored in the show. We're we're looking for a beer piece. That's all we're looking for. And we're not even talking. We're not even asking for a tip because we're we'll tip ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so by all means, you send us money. We'll you sponsor the show. Let's let's get that out right in the open. Uh, season five. Go. We're looking for a sponsor an episode. That's our goal. <laughs> that's that's our that's goal. our goal. I like it. I so, like it. um, my my uh, Venmo. I'm pretty sure is a hookman, same as my uh, Twitter feed, which yep. you can probably find uh, pretty easily. I believe my Venmo is also the same as my Twitter feed, Kipe Jack, so, K U I P J. There's yep. J A K. So, so we're looking for $5 an episode, $250 per person. And that's, that's less than a beer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's less than a beer. That's a beer when I was 22 years old in Platt, South Dakota. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Anyway, so Martin Blank also uh, yeah. had said to us, uh, "Cut up, thanks for the shout out. Gonna finish my beer. Go puts the cleats on the end zone. Cheers, guys. Have a great weekend." He said that to us uh, this today. Yeah, he's making good time because I feel like about a week ago he was uh, in the middle of season two. So yeah, way to go. What can we say? People, people like to binge us, you know, once you get, once you're hooked. (laughs) 100%. Uh, We had some tweets from CJ Arnold. I believe is the new We I don't, I'm not sure we've ever heard from CJ before. Matt Whitson reached out to us, uh, giving us a good update on the, the big rig beer count. So uh, yeah. All of you, thanks for reaching out. Um, once again, if you if you talk to us on Twitter, we will mention you on the podcast. Hundred uh, percent. We I feel like we've been pretty faithful to that so far, so we'll keep that up. Uh, lesson of the episode. I was thinking. I think we missed this last time. So. Did we do? No, we didn't. But did we do the Landry Hatometer? Oh, and we you gotta told get, me that you're gonna note the, this episode. It is there. I somehow put a zero on it. What <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Wrong. 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 Uh, how much do we hate Landry? Oh, hard 10. <laughs> this is a 10. <laughs> Landry gaslights Vince in this episode. Not only, not only does uh, Landry gaslight Vince into thinking that uh, he and uh, Jess should be together, but he also more or less gaslights Vince into almost committing a crime. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. Uh, I'm not going to argue with the 10. We hate Landry. Landry's awful. Um, it's past the point of no return for him. There's n- nothing he can do to redeem himself at this point, uh, especially with what he's been up to lately. Okay, so to wrap us up here, lesson of the episode what's the takeaway what's the moral what can we apply to our lives a lot of morals here um i mean we could almost apply one to every single character yeah um do you have one because i'm gonna have to think about mine uh one thing that pops to my mind is if your wife is giving birth maybe don't pound five rock star energy drinks 
because you will get thrown out of the delivery room and that's not ideal for the birth of your child. That's good advice. I would say if you're a Riggins brother, caffeine is probably the, I mean, <laughs> not the worst substance you could be consuming. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be in defense of the Riggins brothers on that one. Um, <laughs> if it's between caffeine and mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't um, disagree with Tammy Taylor's choices in this episode. You know, I think we've already said don't run a chop shop. So I, I don't want to criticize Tim in this episode because we've mm-hmm. already criticized his decisions in the past. Um, I mean, use this opportunity to shit on Landry. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I will. I will do just that. Landry or anybody. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're out of your league, maybe. <laughs> Don't maybe don't push the envelope. Maybe just appreciate you already being out of your league because yeah, enjoy every moment of it, man. Yeah, don't don't push it. Don't try to push it because gross. I will say at least this episode or at least this relationship isn't dependent on him bashing another man's skull in with a lead pipe. Um, this is true. So that's a step up, at least like, from his last relationship. But still, speaking speaking as somebody out of my league, uh, <laughs> just enjoy it and appreciate it. Like, Absolutely. don't uh, uh, don't negotiate with terrorists, man. You know, <laughs> I'm with you for sure, uh, Landry. I mean, the ultimate episode of. Or, the ultimate lesson of the episode is Landry sucks and don't be like him. Absolutely. Worst Landry episode, I think, to date. And I mean, he's had some low points. We've we've yeah. we've crapped on Landry a lot before, but this is Agreed. a real situation where you're like, man, you got a good thing going. Just just leave it be. Just stop. Yeah. Well, that is the end of the episode. Those are all our awards for the week. So I would like to take this opportunity right now in this moment to Give a shout out to all our listeners in the West Indies. Josh, make sure you don't forget our listeners in Laos. I would never forget our listeners in Laos. Shout out to all of you, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. We are so grateful that you are with us. Uh, We are nearing the end of season four. We have precious few episodes left. Um, So we're, we're savoring every moment. Uh, Don't forget. I'd say there's a 98% chance that we start a, a OC podcast after this. So yeah. just be ready for that. We're going to keep putting it on your radar. We hope we hope you also like the OC. If you um if you already are a listener, we would love for you to continue listening to us. If you just love our banter. Yeah. Um right. you know, maybe give the OC a try. Honestly, yeah. there's not a lot of difference. Um and if you have friends that like the OC, point them our way. If you Absolutely. have friends that like friend lights, push them our way because we we are getting some new listeners every now and then mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and and let us and honestly um maybe let us know what else you'd like us to do next because i think we are sure. we are we we do have our just to quote shania twain we i think we kind of have our hearts set and our feet wet for <laughs> for the oc after this but yeah. um but like let us know what why because i think the dream is uh you know we do this we do the OC and then we just kind of we do yeah I mean maybe another show maybe we just 
maybe we just talk about mental health once a week because this is my therapy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know what comes after this. I don't even know if the OC comes after this. I hope I, I would love to talk about the OC with you. 100%. And, and yeah. um, I think it needs to happen, but yeah. Um, and I think this is a good, um, yeah, this is, this is good. I think for my mental health, just doing this in general. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think even, uh, yeah, just keep doing this uh, in whatever form. So, yeah, um, you know, maybe we could do a, a Twitter poll, another Twitter poll, or um, <laughs> mm-hmm. or just, I mean, ne- maybe not even a poll, just a you reply in the comments and tell yeah, us what, what you want to do next. But, uh, yep. but I think the OC is 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 on deck. Maybe we could. I mean, we've talked about the. Uh, you can maybe cut this, but the horror movie podcast. I love that. I love that idea. Um, I, it would be very fun. I think that's something we got to plan out and have a bunch in the can for yeah, October yeah, yeah. next year. You know? Yeah, that's a good and idea. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. that could be like a side project for sure. For yep. sure. Yep. But, uh, but hey, uh, if you're listening at this point, you love us, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, and you love Red and so. Lights. So yeah. you can trust us when we say, hey, you're probably going to like the OC. Give it a uh, shot. I think you can think you if can you trust us. That if you've yeah. if you've put your nose oh, up sorry. at the OC in the past and and thought maybe you know you're better than the OC, um, I think we're we into the OC. But no, probably not before we were into FNL. But no, mine close. definitely came afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yep. But around the same time for sure. You yep. love them both at the same time. So one hundred percent. All right, so that's it for the week. Uh, I'm assuming. Even if I cut out half of what we recorded, this is still a supersized episode yes, of Reliving yeah. Lights. So thanks for hanging yeah. in with us. Uh, reach out, Josh. To us. It's uh, one a.m. right now, one thirty a.m. Uh, and we're about to record the season finale. We're going next. <laughs> we're recording back to back. We're doing it. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the sun come up tonight, folks. Oh boy, that's a joke. I haven't watched uh, the season finale yet. We got to get it. No, nope. we'll do that soon. But uh, yeah, reach out to us at Reliving Lights on Twitter. Uh, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you all. See mm-hmm. you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.